Welcome back to the Why So Series Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and we are back uh, for another movie review. And this time, we have a whole squad with us. And it's probably one of two reviews we're going to do for this film because it was such a big deal. Um, but, of course, we're here to review Avengers Endgame. And, yes, it's going to be full of spoilers because we don't do non-spoiler reviews here on the Why So Series Podcast. Um, but I guess I'll read the stupid synopsis. Uh, after the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. This is directed by the Russo brothers, starring everybody you know. Uh, so we have Charmaine from the Militantly Mixed podcast and the Blurred Comics podcast. And we have Rich Fan from the DPW Tours Deep Dive. What's up, Rich? Rich is on mute. Oh, no, he is. What's going on? I'm unmuted now. And then we have the regular <laughs> Not people. Much. We have Devin and Mike. What's going on, guys? You always forget Big Mike. I was going to give Big hey, Mike God, a special interest, know, Mike. Yeah, special. This is why man. you aren't the host. This is why <laughs> you aren't the host. And we have, he comes back for all of our MCU reviews. We have Big Mike in the house. What's up, Big Mike? What's up, Big Brandon? Mike. So I'm going to start with uh, the lady on the panel because we usually have at least two women on the panel because I don't like a whole bunch of dudes on my show all the time or our show all the time. But we just have Charmaine alone. So Charmaine, what were your overall thoughts of this film? Uh, I'm overall, I was really happy with it. I got a couple nitpicky things about it, but for the most part, I think it was a pretty good ending to the saga. So you're not like you. No, and like seriously, I was so shocked by his reaction to it. Like, it makes me feel like I don't know the dude. <laughs> so, uh, one of Charmaine's friends is in the group chat with us, and Rich is going to die laughing at this. But he said that he thought that Iron Man three was better than Endgame. Oh wow, oh, he did. And I, I to, if I wasn't sitting down, I would already need to sit. Down. I straight up had to say, I invited you to this group chat with my fellow blurs, and you are embarrassing me in front of all my friends. <laughs> he said Iron Man yeah. three is better than Captain Marvel. He said it was better than. Something else that was really good too. He he said Iron Man two also. Oh yeah, and, Iron Man two also. Uh, I, I, for sure, uh, I think he said Thor two. I know well, he had a list. He had a list, and I I couldn't get down with most of the list. I was I was shocked, but you know. Not I'll, to disparage I'll, his good name, but I just I'll, thought I'll that talk was to him hilarious. about it on my show next week. So. I feel like people want to be contrarian sometimes when it comes to stuff like this, like, because, like, even though Game of Thrones is great yesterday, people are saying it wasn't good. I haven't Uh, heard anybody say that. Yeah, exactly. But no, people are like, well, uh, it was too dark. Yeah, I heard people say that. I have more complaints about last yesterday's episode of Game of Thrones than I do of Endgame. I'll say that. Yeah. I thought both. The one thing I would say about yesterday's episode, which my my, my girl Lexi Alexander mentioned on Twitter, was a lot of it's because people don't know how to set their settings on their television. (laughs) Yes, like that's actually probably true too. It's like she's because I sure enough watched some a friend of mine watched it in a bar in New York, and I was like, I can see everyone like perfectly compared to these screenshots I'm seeing on Twitter, Mm. and it was basically because the bar had really nice TVs and they were set. (laughs) at like vivid instead of like video game or like 
home movie or yeah. whatever they had it set at home. Like, yeah, you know, movie makes hand. everything darker. In fact, I'm a whole nerd about it. When I bought my new TV, and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a 4K TV. I wanted to have all this shit. And then uh, I went on this website to, like, how it rates, like, the brightness of when it's in HDR, like, all this shit, right? And then it tells you, like, oh, these are the settings. That, these are, like, the custom settings you can go in to get all the colors perfectly. So I went and did all that. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it, it makes a huge difference in how mm. good your TV looks. So, like, if you can look up your TV and it go to this, I forget what the website is. I'll probably find it at some point. But it'll tell you, like, the settings to change all the colors and shit. And it'll make your TV really pop and look really cool. Uh, Rich, uh, what was your overall thoughts to this film? I love this movie. I, I have some little things that are just selfish things, but nothing like oh nothing like iron man 3 level uh yeah but yeah blasphemy, I, I thought this blasphemy. Was great. yeah I, I cried more than i was watching the color purple the first so time so many tears so many tears just so much and so many times where it caught me and i didn't i was like why am i oh yeah yeah you got me <laughs> see i got emotional at some of the emotional parts but like i actually had a tear at a part that i don't think was supposed to make me cry but like what was that when Cap said Avengers Assemble? Yes. Nigga, please, yeah. you don't even it. understand. When like, he oh. starts to say it, the first, we, I've seen it three times, but the first time I saw it, when he says Avengers, I'm like, say it, say it. The, to the point that my hub had to like look at me like, are you okay? Like, And I'm just like, say it! <laughs> I, I, I was getting emotional just out here talking about it. Like, Listen, that's the, the composer for this film, which I should probably look up, who did the score, is incredible like there was an incredible score and like when the when he stands up there by himself and there's his old armies there and then they basically cut all the music and they just hear the sound effects of the people coming through that's what got me that part was just like everybody coming through the portals and i'm like oh my god like you hear me talk about how much i don't like to admit to being emotional you know my my japanese samurai ancestors i will disappoint them (laughs) You, you know how crazy i am about this i was choked up. I was crying, heaving sobs in places where oh. I was just happy that I was seeing what I was seeing. It had nothing to do with when I was sad. But mind you, I was obviously crying when I was sad too. But like, there were just times when I was so happy with the image itself, I was fucking bawling. I could not get myself together. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's 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 something. Uh, it's but, a big deal for me to admit. I'll say that is a big deal, actually. Um, big Mike, what were your overall thoughts? Uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, I'm not going to lie, when I left the theater, I don't know if it was all the hype and, and the buildup, but I left the theater immediately feeling a little underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've only seen it once. I definitely got to see it a couple more times. But as I've thought about it, I've listened to a couple more podcasts about it and reviewing it and stuff. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I love this film. Like, I, I, I was really, really happy with it. Overall, I mean, I guess my biggest problem was it seemed like a little too much fan service for me. Okay. Um, I was kind of expecting more of like an Infinity War epic kind of conclusion, more of a film than a, than kind of like a, a victory lap of their movies. But um, the more I think about it, I mean, the more the more I love this movie. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, one of my friends texted me and he was like, uh, "I like Infinity War better," and I knew immediately why he said that. And it's because it had more action. And this yeah. film had more plot development, more character wrap-ups, more paying homage to people who follow these films and, and love these characters. 
Whereas Infinity War, like you had fight scenes all throughout. Like you had it on Earth, then you had it on yeah. Titan, you had the on the ship. Like you had these fight scenes yet in Wakanda in New York. So you had these fight scenes sprinkled throughout where in this film you really have one fight scene, Avengers. really? Like yeah. I mean it's the biggest fight scene we've ever seen, but And I feel like well, yeah, I guess the fan service probably is there for this one, but I feel like I'm okay with that because we don't often get enough. To me, we don't Nobody often get enough. Nobody does a movie fan. like this, right? Right, and I feel like there were so many moments when I was like, "That's a panel. That's a pan." You know, mm-hmm. there were there were things like that 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 I feel like that was given. Being a comic book fan who has sat through 22 movies, they finally gave me some panels that I've been wanting to see a version oh, of it. Yeah, this film was straight out of a comic book, especially yeah, that last was... scene. If matter of fact, you need to go see this film in Dolby Digital. Uh, I mean, Adobe Cinema or IMAX. It is because worth it. One, the sound, because the sound is very important. Because the first time I saw it was in a regular theater, and I was like, it did not feel anywhere near the same as seeing an mm-hmm. Adobe Cinema. Adobe Cinema sound, by the way, is like the best thing ever, even better than IMAX. The best. But also, on that last that last act, you need the screen size to see everything that's going on. Because mm-hmm. there's so much going on in that, in that scene. Uh, Mike, what about you? Oh, of course I love this film. I think it was probably the greatest superhero film of all time. Um, that's not... Do you have that's any, not, like... That's that's a DC dude. Do you have anything that with that's, like, not a platitude to say about the film? Um, I... I don't have any, like, problems with the movie, um, per se. I have a few questions that I have about some minor things that I'm pretty sure can be explained. Um, I saw... The one thing that I saw was someone was like, worst thing about infinity war is that it's not inclusive to non-fans or the newcomers and i'm like well it's not supposed to be what you don't this is not for you this is not for new people (laughs) just i mean yeah not this if you didn't at least you know what i figured out with this yeah go ahead rich i figured out with this movie especially it being on the weekend of game of thrones Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't okay with fomo like for me if there's (laughs) A, a thing I'm not into that everybody else yes. is into. Yes. Right. I've learned yeah. To be okay with like, hey, enjoy your thing. I don't need to either say, hey, I'm not in this thing and, and loudly talk about how I'm not in the thing. People I don't need to talk about it. I don't understand that. people being in it. So with this one, it became a deal where it's like, okay, we see the projections. It's pretty popular. It's three hours, whatever. Okay, I guess I have to go. And then they go and it's like they're asking people and bumping them on the set. Who's that dude? Who's that dude? It's like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not this is not the film everybody. to take that person to see. Yeah, you. They have well, like I have a friend, a fellow podcaster who hadn't seen many of the movies, um, and so her partner would basically gave her the boot camp and, and ran her through all twenty two over the last three weeks. So you're talking about a non-comic book fan being overwhelmed by this stuff, but then by the time she watched it, it helped her enjoy what happened and understand what happened. But it also is super rushed for her, whereas we've been we've been sitting in this for 11 years. Um, and if you're going to come in right now and be like, well, I don't really like it, and I don't know who the characters are, it's like, yeah, this is not... Don't come then. It's not, it's not your... It's, it's not, not for you. you. It's not for you. No, it is not for you. <laughs> Devin, what about you? I felt like somebody told me Santa Claus wasn't real. And then on Christmas Day, I get to peek downstairs and I actually see Santa Claus planting my <laughs> gifts downstairs. It was the perfect movie to me. Like, it had everything that I 
I wanted from a movie, everything I, I waited for those 11 years for all this storytelling to come together. Um, I had a whole bunch of dad moments in here. You know, I get choked up on dad moments and I had a lot of those um, in this film and um, it just came to completion at, at, at such a perfect end. And then Brandon, how do you feel about your Captain America being black now? Listen, get I have black? a t-shirt that I used to sell called yeah. My Captain America is Black after when Sam Wilson kept, took over the shield in the comic books. And uh, all I said, well, all I'm going to say about that is this film really said a fuck you to all the comic gate people. And mm-hmm. they, they, I can imagine, I hadn't really paid attention to them because they kind of been drowned out by all the praise, thankfully. But uh, I can imagine them being really heated after this film. Like Captain Marvel <laughs> being the most powerful person on the screen, like fucking people up, like Sam getting the shit. My one issue about that is in these movies, when these heroes have masks, I don't like that they reveal their faces so much or like Captain Marvel didn't wear the mohawk mm. in the mask. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. That, that, that's the only thing that really got under my skin more than anything about that's just a that's just a film thing a movie thing yeah it's a film yeah. thing basically they're like if we're gonna put this person in the mask the whole time then we don't need to pay money for stars we that could just correct. have anybody it. under a mask the entire time and you know so if we're gonna pay whatever it costs to get Robert Downey Jr. to be Iron Man he's gonna have that fucking mask off most of the time mm-hmm. so we yeah. can know that it's mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Um, alright so you know I'll give my thoughts throughout but I wanted to make sure everybody got that so I'm not going to go through this chronologically, but I'm going to kind of start towards the beginning. Uh, so, Rich, uh, so one of the things that I kind of got right on my prediction is that I thought that they would handle, I thought that they would handle a portion of the Thanos thing early in the film and spend the rest of the film uh, fixing the world. Uh, Rich, were you surprised with how they kicked this thing off and then with the time jump? I was surprised with it. But then the more I thought about it, and I wanted to get y'all, because I figured if this is going to be a panel, someone else is going to have to have the same thought. The second that happened, I, I saw it by myself because my son's not ready for, he's seven. He's yeah, yeah, ready. no, he's not yeah. ready for a head to be on no, the ground. No. Yeah. And my wife would be that person, be like, who, what? And I would be, I'd kick myself out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> when Thanos caught like the SEAL Team 6 arm rip decapitation, I was like, this is like Chrono Trigger. Like, they just jumped, right? And then the whole movie was, to me, like, playing Chrono Trigger. Because when Homeboy jumped from 2014 to, like, 2023 to, to, to talk smack, like, I heard y'all tried to smoke me. Uh, I was like, oh, I never thought that the Endgame boss could show up after you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't mind it, the surprise, but I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. And then the second part, as far as uh, the time jump, that made it even more real because uh, the first thing I noticed, because I, re- I got three pages of notes here, is over the five years, I appreciated, and this isn't necessarily fan service, it's more like quote-unquote reality, everyone got smaller. Like Captain yeah. America was physically smaller. Mm-hmm. Iron Man already came back from space after three weeks, emaciated, looking like he was a cancer patient. Mm-hmm. No one looked like the buff people they were when they lost the first time to Thanos. They were just humans surviving. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good, that's an excellent, really excellent good point. point. Yeah, in um, detail. So when you were watching, so when that happened, uh, Mike, I'm gonna go to you. So you were somebody who pretty much got all your predictions wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, poor thing, you, you sure true, did. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got I called mo- most of what happened in the end fight, like word for word. Okay, mate. It's, I'm I just knew- messing with you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like teasing you sometimes, Mike. That's all. Oh, I did get the beginning part wrong. Um, were you um. Were you so one of my biggest uh, things that I took away from this film was so after they come back from the five years thing, it seems like so. Do you think it was like some superhero shit going on in between that five years and Black Widow was just heading heading that? So I, what do you are think? You still talking to me? Yeah. What do you think happened in that five years? And do you and a second part and this opens up to everybody. Do you think we're going to see films in the MCU that? take place during those five years got so, to i think yes because what it looked like to me was when she was talking to rocket uh captain marvel and war machine i'm pretty sure that was supposed to be a nod to it looked like the same way that fury would talk to the world security council but i think mm-hmm. now it's like a universal security council and she has like avengers and guardians scattered throughout the taking care of you know responding to turmoil that has erupted from the decimation as they call it so i have i mean i don't think which all i of need people did. to understand how to the word decimation means destroyed by 10 percent. so we need to stop using that word incorrectly because it drives me nuts i mean that's what they call it <laughs> i know but it drives me nuts i'm sorry but sorry. i think that they did i don't think like so so in the five years, so when Cap went to space, he had his outfit from the Winter Soldier. And then when he was in the war, he had that new suit. So I don't know if Cap, like Cap had to have been doing some superhero work because at some point in five years, he was like, I need a new suit. And I'm sure Widow did. Obviously, Hawkeye was doing stuff. Um, well, I wouldn't call that superhero work. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, yeah, but I think I think <laughs> Widow and uh, Captain America were, and then I don't, I feel like Hulk probably didn't. And Carol was clearly going throughout space doing shit. Carol and Rocket and War, War Machine was, oh, well, maybe not War Machine. No, War Machine was in Mexico. Well, he was in Mexico during that thing. He was he looking said. for a uh, uh, Hawkeye at the time, but I have no, I'm, I'm fairly certain that he most, was not like, looking for him. They were, they were just, you know, tracking him. Every incident he he did, they were like, have, oh, that was Clint. Yeah. I have no doubt that maybe I, I think maybe Cap probably would have tried to do more superheroing and then took a step back and then started doing his like those uh like therapy sessions, but there had to have been. I mean, I have no doubt there was probably superhero work going on. Now I know my man Rich uh, peeped this part out, uh, but uh, did y'all see? Did y'all hear the um, the little Easter egg for Namor with Okoye? Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Black Widow goes to Okoye and she goes like, what the hell is going on with this rift in the ocean? And she's like, yeah, these rifts keep coming around and blah, blah, blah. And like, she's like, how do we she stop it? She only says the African continent, though. She doesn't she doesn't tease anywhere else but the African continent. Well, that's all but she Namor, would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, there's a big, maybe this is me being a comic book nerd, but there's a big part of the comic, there's a big event in comic books where Namor basically invades Wakanda. Hilarious! It's great. And yeah. so I'm like, I don't even know the rules to the Namor. I think that's one of the most confusing ones who has the rights to Namor, but I think they can use Namor. I think. Um, yeah, they got him back. They did the uh, when they slowly um, picked up when they before they picked up Fox, they worked out the rights. Namor, Ghost Rider, and that's why they use Ghost Rider again with um. Uh, what was it? Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, were, yeah. they were, they were pretty slick with that. But the only thing they couldn't get was Hulk, 
which is why homeboy is gonna just i have a theory about that but we can get to that later okay okay so i think they have a nice little legal go around mm-hmm. oh to do a hulk movie yeah go like with solo go cousin go oh, with cousin She-Hulk. yeah uh old man Wade's always talking about that doing she-hulk which you know i think we'll all like to see jennifer show up on the screen yeah. especially the funny that would i don't know how you don't play that for a little comedy because like the idea of seeing like this big giant beautiful green woman like walk into a courtroom and mm-hmm. just start defending someone like i would die laughing seeing that uh, so i don't know if you can fully play it for comedy but that scene that scene would just be funny as shit. maybe you get uh taika watiti to do that one too that way it has that that comedy yeah. punch that we're getting from ragnarok yeah, like I can I can see that being really funny. Uh, so yeah, we had we had a little. We, so they also did a thing of setting up a few films. Like I think that's like in my opinion, I think that might be what they go with for Black Panther two. Although, did you hear the rumors that um, initially um, Ryan Coogler wanted to use Craven the Hunter as the villain in Black Panther one? Yeah, mm. I was like, that's really interesting. Uh, that's but, super interesting, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think we might see Namor, and then I think they're setting up like as Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously mm-hmm. at the end, and obviously, they're yeah. going to be searching for Gamora. Like I think they a lot of people were mad they didn't have an end credit scene, but I think throughout the film they set up a lot of stuff going forward. Um, so we come back from the five year break. Uh, actually, so uh, Big Mike, what did you think about Thor being fat and out of shape? Man, why you gotta ask me that? <laughs> what the fuck is that about? Because I haven't asked you anything this whole time. It's not because you're Big Mike. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, I, I I thought it was obviously really funny in the beginning. I think the joke kind of got old pretty quick. I, I didn't think it was necessary for them to to keep it going through the whole movie. It kind of like robbed that that like cinema glory for me at the, in the end fight scene when all the Avengers are, are kicking ass and you got to see Thor's beer gut. Like it, it just kind of ruined that moment for me a little so bit. So you're fat shaming on the podcast? <laughs> you know, if I think I'm allowed to do that, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give myself that right. Um, but it, like, like I said, I think it was funny at first. It probably could have gone on a little bit more, but uh, towards the end, they, I, I didn't think it was super necessary. It was it was a very nitpicky thing for me. That wasn't a big deal, but uh, see, I, I think... thought it was a big deal for the opposite reason because so oh, often we see Thor, we see especially since Ragnarok, Thor has just been this comedic character. But yeah. the comedy is all based in like trauma, and so like mm-hmm. Thor's been through so much shit like in his yeah. life in the MCU, like from his mom dying to like all the shit with Loki. To not being with Jane anymore, to his sister coming and killing everybody, and then him losing Asgard, his best friend dying, like, and then him and then not killing asshole. Thanos, like, yeah. he's been through so much shit, and so they play the comedy, but when you actually listen to the lines, it's like this dude's been through a lot of shit, and so I, it makes I sense. I appreciate Thor so much as a person who has depression and anxiety, like. He who has also had a traumatic child, well, in my case, childhood, but in his case, like the last three weeks of his life, basically, I, like he makes w- so much sense to me the way he is. Although I do agree, it would have been nice if he could have pop pop Stormbreaker and gotten to skinny. Oh yeah, that skinny would be Thor cool. for the fight. I, I kind of love the braid. I love I kinda, the, the braided beard, though. 
I kind of wanted Doctor Strange to pop out and then look at him and be like, oh, absolutely not. And then just kind of do some weird stuff. And then he <laughs> Oh, no. That'd we been, can't have it. That'd have been great. Also, uh, I love how Chris Hemsworth is like one of the most handsome people on the planet and he just plays a slop, which is yeah, like just I, great. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> See, my, uh, my biggest problem, though, with him is because he's so handsome and buff and like. Even through his his fat makeup, his fat suit, whatever, I could still kind of see his abs. <laughs> like I saw through, through that makeup, I still saw them. My, uh, I saw this movie with my dad, which is the first time I've ever seen a movie with him in theaters like this, and he totally thought that was his real body. You know, was like, he was like, why would he do this to himself for this movie? He ruined it. I was like, Dad, that was not his real body. <laughs> Mike did not like Thor in this movie. Quote from his, his sister, Allie. Allie became a Captain America fan after this movie. Um, those were just some sound bites I, mean, I got from. Not... So, Devin, yeah. so we're speaking about appearances. Devin, what do you think about Carol's new shortcut? You know, the 53 percenter. I was very <laughs> upset about it. Uh, I was like, oh. And I just thought about that girl on the plane coming from fucking uh, Puerto Rico that said, I don't like her. I don't like Brie Larson. As, like she just doesn't do it for me and I immediately felt like her and I felt like uh, Captain Marvel was the biggest dick in this movie like just the biggest dick like you could have helped a long time ago like Look, she's out listen she's covering a lot I get of it. I get it a lot of shit it's a thing. It's look a at Thanos you problem. putting, putting all the putting all the stuff on the woman I see what's going on here I see, oh, no. I see I, what you're I, doing I, I just saw it when when Captain Marvel in the last fight was like was coming, you could see that like what was uh, the ship? What was it like? She came in as like this burning. Well, you, the Hellfire turned their guns on the onto her. Yeah, when that happened, and like you, they weren't. It wasn't revealed who it was yet, but we all knew who it was. My dad, with the straightest face, I was like, I looked at my sister who was to my left, and I was like, Oh, it's coming, it's coming, like it's about to happen. And I looked at my dad and said the same thing, and he goes, What Aquaman? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Like, your stories about your with, dad are hilarious. With the straightest face, Aquaman? No. What? No. <laughs> so, I met Mike's dad over the weekend. He is super cool in person. Like he's just like the coolest guy. And, so and he the, listens to our show. He doesn't know who owns who, so I think like having recently saw Aquaman, he must have assumed like, all right, well, he hasn't come up yet, so I'm, I'm, he must be coming soon. And so the last major appearance change is Professor Hawk. So Charmaine, what do you think about Professor Hawk and that whole thing? I like well, I liked uh, like digitally. I thought he looked great. I thought he looked great, and I thought I they agree. kept even his his teeth. He's got that wonky tooth situation Ruffalo yeah. does, and that like they. I think all of that <clears throat> nailed it. I actually was looking forward to see Professor Hulk and I'm fine with it. I but I'm also wondering if he can fuck. Like who's he fucking? That is an excellent question. Because do you remember uh, in Incredible he's going Hulk? Alone now that now that uh you know now that Natalie you know, that's gone. is gone, but he's like, just during that five years. Did they ever fuck? Because she looks like she could take it. We've all seen the gift. Let's you, not let's you, not kid ourselves. But here's the, the thing: gift. if you remember the Incredible Hulk movie when he was with Betty. By the way, they just erased Betty. Wait, you have seen that gift, right? Of what? I have no. not. I don't think, I don't I think I've seen, I haven't seen Mike. it. Oh send me that gift right now. I'm gonna send it to all of them, and we can hear their reaction on camera. Oh, <laughs> I mean, on on the recording. I'm so sorry for what you're about to see. So no, no, see, I'm not see gonna it. look. Yeah, it is like a battle book. I'm not gonna join the party. Yeah, I'm not gonna look. But yeah, if we remember in Incredible Hulk, he that one scene when he's with Betty, 
after since she's been erased. And they're in bed, and he's like, they're like kissing and stuff, and he's like, "Don't get me too excited," because oh like, yeah, he didn't want, like so he's basically saying like, I guess he can't he would destroy do that. her body, destroy her. So that's that's interesting, but uh, I really like Professor Hulk, and I love how they blended the personalities because he remember Perfect. in Ragnarok when he was Hulk for so long, he was just kind of an asshole making mm-hmm. jokes and shit, and so and then Ruffalo is kind of like this like. Like uh, quiet figure that's like behind the scenes, and so they kind of mix those two together, where he's like joking and taking selfies with kids and shit. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, really cool. Um, <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. My, I love Ant Man. God, that was good. My my hub, he did say that like he agreed with Valkyrie's statement of like I think I preferred you either of the other ways because he does he really likes that the Hulk can just go full rage out and so my whole deal now is i i i liked the professor hulk character i think he i i really enjoyed him but if it really came down to it could he hulk out uh well he kind of did he's like i think he's there like he's always like at that level like he doesn't become a bigger hulk or a a, like when he chucked that bench the compared bench. to when they went back to 2012 where he's yeah. like and he's Urgh. like dent in the car <laughs> and basically turned <laughs> into the lion so from madagascar <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny so rich um as the podcast as the person on the podcast that's the academic of the group um what did you think about their time travel rules because i know that'll be a big topic between all of us so i'll let you kick it off well first i love the fact that the writers went to actual physicists and worked it through and eliminated the grandfather theory, which we all know colloquially is the back. Didn't of the I tell future. you guys that? Yes, you did. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and so when they did that, that made it great because that also that tied into Chrono Trigger. Like you can't undo the past, but if things happen, it's just going to be in your present slash future. Which also means some of the things you do in the future going back into the past need to happen to complete the cycle. Like the whole uh one of my favorite examples of that is when Tony talks to his dad and tells his dad the phrase that his dad uses as a seminal quote for Tony. Mm-hmm. That had to happen because it happened. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Ah, what, what you're, you're dealing saying. with is not a t- it's not time loops. It's no, one right. timeline with a bunch of shit that happens that sometimes right. seems like it's past and sometimes seems like it's future. Right. But it's actually always it's a it's one solid timeline. So, Charmaine, your husband teaches time travel. So, do you have any notes for us about time travel in this film? Well, he 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 read his his theory of putting together the whole story so that he can answer some of the questions that you know we were talking about in our group chat. Um, so, I am gonna have that on my show because he kind of read it to me fast before before we got online today. Um, but there are a couple things that that uh, you know do cause a little bit of a problem, um, like caps shield being totally destroyed and at what point in time do you take it without it impacting capsicle or um or the you know without impacting the timeline too much and basically you have to insert something that allows cap to go in at a time that the 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 shield is being undisturbed or unused gives it to sam and at some point sam has to put it back there um to allow that because 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 of the damage if if cap shield had never been damaged in the Oh, like the final fight. Yeah. Oh, so oh, you saying? Mind, I see. I took that mind, as him building a new shield. That's what I thought. Of a brainy, because remember, even the original one from Civil War was damaged, and when he got it from Tony, it was repaired. Right, and I, I, what I can't understand about that is they've never answered when they've repaired it. They've never answered is did they have more 
they they always said that vibranium was limited until we actually got to see black panther so did they have another cache of it were they in communication with wakanda post uh wakanda going to opening up to the world and being like hey can you give me another shield like at what point does cap do that so there is some issues there which i'm still not 100 percent clear on but my husband is and yeah he does <laughs> He teaches time travel uh, classes. He um, he he's a philosopher and a logician with a with a specification in space time. So like all this shit, he was able to kind of. It took him a couple days, and he's still you know he's still working through some of it. But um, the grandfather paradox, like um, like what came up, is definitely something that freaked everybody out when you see uh, Nebula kill past quote unquote Nebula. It, it ends up being. Um, so, past, so present Nebula just replaced her, or she just doesn't exist no, anymore. It, no, it, she was out of time herself because yes. 2014 Nebula never went there, so it became its own history. So right, so it was just a different thing, time. So 2014 is just a different timeline than the one we're in. It's not separate timeline. No, it's not. You're separate, on okay. the same timeline the whole time. It, but you got to think of it like you know when. They were talking about uh, when Doctor Strange was talking about the lines uh, of time. I mean, uh, the the bald headed Strange, ancient, 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 one. ancient, ancient one. Bald headed Strange. <laughs> 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 so when she was saying that they there's there's streams in these lines, and if you remove something, it becomes its own line. Right. But when if you, you merge them, back, yeah, it it just, so if we were to go back in time to five minutes after. Nebula and Thanos, all of them jumped to the future. Would Nebula be dead? Well, she would th- see herself alive. No, if it was five it, minutes after they went to the future, like after well, they that, went through the portal, that becomes a question of what happens in terms of the timeline. What happens to the people who get dusted? The um, the the Thanos side when they get dusted, they basically revert to their where they left in the time like where they where they jumped in from the 2014 to was it 2023 or something by this yeah. point mm-hmm. um when they ba- they basically blip back without any knowledge of having gone gone forward so that's where they can continue to go down like i say it's not time loops and yet i'm about to explain oh it. so you think like thanos is still in that old timeline he's just now he's or he's removed it's, from oh, existence he has to be yeah. Okay. The, the future, the it's see, it's hard when you talk about like the futures and and stuff. It sounds like you're talking about time loops, but you're not talking about time loops. As something my husband has like drilled into my head. So basically, it's just one time, and when Thanos comes out of out of time, like if, if 2014 Thanos pops into 2023, th- um, that is his future. Mm-hmm. But it's all it's also, also his, his past. It's also yeah. his past because he he's going to blip back. He's going and it, it's like his his chronological time. I'm sure I'm fucking this up. No, you're say, right. But his chronological time continues to move forward, and sometimes it is perceived as the past, and sometimes it is perceived as the present. But he's still going through it. He's just sliding so, across it. So does that mean his timeline ends in 2023? His timeline ends in. In 2018. <laughs> okay, so, so basically we can't see Thanos in this timeline ever again. No. Can't no. 
Thanos dies in 2018. When his head gets chopped off, that is when he dies. It just so happens that in our experience, ah, it looks I like see. he died, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he goes into the future. But no, his his chronological timeline is his whole life to 2018 yes oh, okay i got you i got you 2022 yeah like what they're doing so, on the flash with the reverse flash when he died he's like this is the right. end of my timeline but like he's way in the future because he's just running through time and shit mm-hmm. right and then you can even think about going forward in the future this sets the stage for and then once you know I, we, you brandon i know you saw this on twitter this sets the stage for someone like Annihilus. Yes. Who also oh. was another time. Like, you have to deal with him. And then, you know, we saw on Twitter the, the, the comment of, like, the Avengers, the X-Men, and everyone else is, like, getting their butts handed to him. And then you see a 53-year-old Chris Evans show up looking like a 53-year-old Chris Evans wondering, you know, is it time I got to crack some skulls? And everybody just starts crying all over again. Yes, yeah, so Nihilus okay. or, or Kang the Conqueror, both of them. Or Kang, oh, or Kang, or well, you name it. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy with any of these time <laughs> devils Anonymous coming through. would be great, though, because he's so strong. What is Thanos' fucking sword spear thing made out of that it destroyed? That's an excellent Vibram. question. Animantium. Animantium, yes. That would be hilarious. <laughs> because, okay, so here, can we talk about the gauntlet? Yeah, go ahead. Or is that, we're not yet. Are we not? No, ready go ahead. Yet? We don't. We don't have any. I don't have any plans. We're just going to talk. Okay, I I got to get this off my chest because I I have been sitting on it. As excited as an Iron Man fan as I am to see a Stark Gauntlet or a Tony Gauntlet or whatever the fuck you want to call it, I have super duper problems with. I really wanted a, a vibranium gauntlet. I thought, you know, vibranium does come from space. It would have made sense that it was strong enough or powerful enough to handle um, the stones or whatever, even if maybe it's slightly weaker than the Nevadilir one. I don't know. Because we're just talking about nanotech with uh, with Tony for a Stark gauntlet. But vibranium could be so close to Urdu mm-hmm. or... And you could just insert a comment from Thor where he's just like, checking out the vibranium shield or checking out anything and being like, hey, this reminds me of Urdu. You know, something like it could tell us that it was some special spacey shit that uh, that accounted for it. But um, but I think the reason why I'm kind of going off on this tangent is because I'm really disturbed by not knowing what Thanos is. Oh, can I go full nerd for you on this? Yes, I think please. I have yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, so we know that Nat and Tony and the rest of the crew have access to all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s fun technology. Mm-hmm. We also know that er- almost everyone, or half of everyone on Earth is dead, including most of the smugglers, et cetera, et cetera. When I saw, as soon as I saw, because I, I had the same question, as soon as I saw him give Tony, I'm sorry, give Steve a fully functioning S.H.I.E.L.D., the first thought I had was, one, obviously we know in Wakanda most of the vibranium's gone now, but we don't know where the smugglers had stuff, and we don't know how much S.H.I.E.L.D. had in its stores. Like, they had everything else shady because they didn't want to tell everybody because my boy, Mr. Fury, always got to keep things close to the chest. I mean, the, so, the lifeboat still had, with the exception of things that happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., technically yep. they could have gotten a bunch of that shit just sitting there. Right, yeah. so they got that there. And then on top of that, we when he made the variant of extremists that he used circa infinity war and then the advanced version for Endgame. game that's the first thing i thought he did as far as putting it because he's always making a mark 10 11 12 i figured right. the newest version had a brain because when if you if you all remember that's what i want to know punched him in the face last time with the with the nanotech that stuff broke off mm-hmm. this right. time 
the it armor did. stayed on. That's so that's right. the, that's how to me I, they didn't fill that blank in. To me, that had to be vibranium. And he also had. I wouldn't be surprised if in the five years Tony made his new suit with the anticip- knowing that Thanos was still alive and just in case he ever comes for him or his family. No, no, no. He knew so Thanos was dead because they killed Thanos. Oh, that's right. He's okay. But he had but five he years to make made, a new suit. Yeah, just But he also for the made Look at War bad. Machine. He made yeah. a uh, Iron yeah, Patriot Mark II. That Iron Patriot was basically a, a Thanos buster. Yeah. Because right. that thing was huge. And if he wasn't concerned about the next big bad, then he wouldn't have made the suit for Pepper Potts either. So I, I right. feel like, yeah, all I wanted and all I've been wanting since Infinity War is some sentence that somebody says, oh, yeah, thanks for that. Well, actually, what I wanted and tell me what you guys feel about this. Um, what I wanted, because now that Tony's gone and we don't have Ironheart, I do not want baby Morgan determined to Ironheart because obviously that would be taken away. Oh, no, I don't think us. they're going to do but that. But what no, I want no. to happen, but what I want to happen, what I've always wanted to happen is that Tony and Shuri did have a relationship. He gets a vibranium nanotech fucking suit and all of the stuff he makes going forward has vibranium in it or whatever. And then now that Tony's gone, Shuri goes to the Oakland tech thingy that they created at the end of Black Panther. She finds a little Riri there. Oh, okay. I see what you're okay. saying. Oh, okay. It's, a, yeah. it's at least a way in the MCU that you can give us Riri as a future Iron Man if or Ironheart if you use the Oakland Wakanda Outreach Center as your way of getting in there. She could still be a hood girl. She's just an Oakland hood girl. You just want to Chicago. Actually, you that's want, not a bad idea. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's actually not, that's a, I didn't even think of it. That's actually a good that's idea. That's great. That's great storytelling right there though, honestly. I mean, you know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. You're good at the film thing. You're good at the film thing. So, Mike, so, what did you yeah. think about their plan to go back in time and get the stones? Did you think it was a good plan when you were watching it? Uh, usually, I don't like time travel like in this regard because I feel like it's a cop-out. But I think it was executed very nicely. And after it was all said and done, I was okay with it. Um, especially because it was clearly like... Yeah, I, I didn't mind it, uh, and I thought that it was necessary and nice to see the different, like them, sort of pay tribute to all their past work and all their past movies. And plus, we got a lot of good scenes out of it. Like, I thought it was interesting to see what happened after, like the moments after the Battle of New York, and then Cap fighting himself. And oh how he yeah, was that annoyed. was good. That he was annoyed. Was everything, the twenty twelve yeah. Cap was like, I could do this all day. I know for me and Rich, that Hail Hydra was so good. Everything because oh from Secret See, Empire, I screamed. Yeah, that secret, when he said, "I I'll never forget reading that issue when he was on that fucking airplane. He threw Rick, uh, what was his name, Rick Jones, Rick Jones, out the back of the airplane, just killed him, and it was like Hail Hydra. I was like, oh shit, they doing it on the fucking movie. That was so cool, um, Mike. So, so while we're talking about the the times when they went back in the past, um, what do you think about the scene on um, what the fuck's that planet called with the Soul Stone? Oh, Vol- I have one. This is where one of my few complaints. Ver- is not Volmer. Volmer. Yeah. Nebula was involved in like she was telling them where the two stones in space were. Vormir and um, that other place that I always forget. Correct. She knew that Thanos went there with Gamora and left with the Soul Stone. I think it's safe to assume that she was aware that someone had to die for the Soul Stone. So why was she may she not like... have been aware that someone had to die? She may have just assumed Thanos killed, killed her, her. Yeah. for keeping the secret or whatever. I guess, but 
Um, no, if you, you, how would you, if you weren't on the plane? Yeah, nobody how would you knew. Know? Nobody knew. Yeah. I think everybody knew. Yeah. Now, my issue with that, I'll let my big Mike get to it, but I'll just say this. My issue with that is, I remember, and maybe I'm nitpicking or somebody can fix this for me, but I remember in Infinity War, Red Skull saying, like, in order to get the Soul Stone, you have to give up what you love most. Most, right. right. They changed I, that for Endgame and says w- w- that which you love. Yeah. I, I think I'm, that was the, uh, the, 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 the PS4. Oh, I'm sorry, Big Mike. No, go ahead, Rich. In, in Infinity War, they did say, I mean, he said you have to give up what you love most, but they still did say a soul for a soul. Right. What I think is okay. the distinction between the, deuce, the two situations is Infinity War, Red Skull knows that of all the things yes. in Thanos' world, he loves Gamora the most. And that in the scenario in which Red Skull is presented with uh, Scar- uh, uh, Widow and Hawkeye, okay. that they don't love each other the most, but they love. They have an intense love for each other. They have like a you know band of brothers love for each other. And so in that case, it would be more accurate to say, we know you love each other. One of y'all got to go versus saying- I also think when you love the most. I also think it's because obviously I, I don't I she may very well uh well okay I'll say it like this. Given that his family is dead and that would be the thing that he loves the most, I think the next best thing Oh, like, that's a great the point. Fact, yes, the fact that this that's what I was at with the decimation. Dead, right, right. That's me, a good you point. know, they can't sacrifice. So whoever's alive who he loves most is probably net. Which makes so that it needs to be a soul because I was ready for it to be a thing where he just looks up at the sky when he was like, hello. I didn't realize he was talking to Red Skull the first time. I thought he was looking up to say, look, I gave up everything already. Like, give me the stone. Right. Yeah. Um, also, I would have loved to have seen when Cap was putting the stones back, his reaction when he finds Red Skull. Oh, yeah. oh That's God. I also really want to know. Want- a Russo's director's cut and give me the four hour and 25 whatever the fuck <laughs> it was coming in at and show me the scene where where Cap goes in and he's just like what the fuck I was coming to return stones now I gotta fight an ethereal version of Red Skull <laughs> like it would also been- how do you put that stone back you, you just, just give like it to him up, I think you just <laughs> give it to him yeah, yeah I think you just give it to him it's I'll, a tough would, one because you would expect, you would hope that you could get her back in the trade, but I think I think it's a one and done transact. I think what they're claiming. Well, they oh, I didn't even think of that either. Stone. They used the stone. You can't. I wonder if when you destroy the stones, you get them back. Mm, no, I don't think no, so. no, because no, they're, they're, they're yeah. gone, gone by that yeah. point. Mike, you know the answer to that because if Thanos destroyed the stones in the beginning of the film, so everybody would have been back, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying just the people that were sacrificed. Because basically, oh, at this point, who okay. who is left post Endgame in the Soul World at this point is Gamora, Gamora and Widow, and they're just two little solo folks chilling in the uh, Soul. So my when, friend, ahead, my Mike. friend PJ Brandon knows PJ. He made an interesting uh, realization that three of the Avengers died or were in, like I don't know if you count Cap like. Is dying, but are out of the picture. Three and three of them remain, so everything was still perfectly balanced. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I also point. think about it like if you think about the versions of them post twenty twenty three, Thanos was. Uh, I hate to do this. I'm going to take a page out of Deep Palm. <laughs> Thanos was right because he made them the best version of themselves. Right. That's true. <laughs> well, so, he's that true. coach. He's that coach that you want to like. You know, you go back to like the well, high school reunion. He's Bobby Knight in the throat. Thanos is Bobby, Bobby Knight. Knight. 
is Bobby Knight. <laughs> what Got I will to the say land, though, no, okay, you're right, you're right. They're the best of themselves by the point of the of the war, but we got we got to talk about some we got to talk about Cap. All right, hold on, I got something to say before we get to Cap. Big Mike and anybody else who wants to jump in because this is what I, I'm curious to see. When they both were on Volmir, did everyone think it was going to be Black Widow? Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I had yeah. a, I had a, I mean, because you knew at the end of the, at, at the end of the movie, pretty much everyone was going to come back one way or another. You didn't really know exactly how, but you knew he was going to get his family back. And, and that essentially has nobody other than the Avengers. So correct. I, I, there also, was no way in my head. I was like, they're not going to kill Hawkeye when he is supposed to get his family back. Like, I think they did a really good job in that kind of dispute where it's like, he was saying, I've done all these such, such terrible things, killed so many people. Like my family is never going to accept me again. But Nat was just like, well, you did like, mm-hmm. you know what I did, you know, the bad things I was doing and you still took me in. So I think that was a really good exchange between them. But there was no way I thought uh, Hawkeye was going to die. He's not enough of a sacrifice. And basically, they told us two times that it was going to be Black Widow. The first time was, I've got red in my ledger and I want to wipe it out in Avengers. And the second time is, one second before they go into the the time travel, she says, see you in a minute. And you're like, oh, fuck, she's gone. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. This goes back to what I said. About how each Avenger was going to get their perfect like closure, perfect ending. Yeah, she—that's how she gets hers. Like she, yeah. needed, she was never going to be able to live with herself. I mean, she was able to get by, but she never really forgave herself for what, whatever she did in her past. She could have been a really a cool back. future Fury version, you know. But at I the same like time, um, Hawkeye just isn't enough. Like. Like, (laughs) none of us are going to cry any tears about, Mm -hmm. and even though Hawkeye in MCU is not the mega hat wearing uh, (laughs) character that Brandon loves so much. uh, (laughs) That Brandon hates um, so much? It was sarcastic. It was sarcastic. (laughs) Uh, But but still, like, even though Hawkeye enters the MCU earlier than Scarlet, Scarlet is the one who gets shit done. Hawkeye was never going to be able to defeat her. She was gun. She stuck to her guns. She was going to follow it through. And of any character, if it, if you weren't going to kill off Cap and Iron Man in the same movie, it absolutely made sense for the other sacrifice to be Scarlet. So what is her movie going to take place? Is it, is it going to be the prequel. five years? It's going yeah, to be a prequel. No, it's, it's well, I heard it was going to be a prequel and Taskmaster was going to be the villain. I feel like it has to be Budapest, right? They talk about it so much. Yeah. yeah. I would love and to talk see about what she did to get that red in her ledger. Like mm-hmm. even her hair. I loved her hair. Yes. The fact yes, that she loved had, it. it went from that perfect, like, for me, especially when I went to Russia, like that, when she showed up in Iron Man 2, that was like every Russian woman's red hair I saw. <laughs> and then by the time you get to 2023, we don't have Dwayne Reed. We don't have all these other things working. Uh, she is just like, she's she just, just trying let that to make shit it grow work. out. <laughs> yeah. And she was out. just fed up. Like you saw her foot was up there. She got, I'm surprised they didn't have a hole in her sock just to complete the, <laughs> the look. She was ragged and she was just holding on. So when she sacrificed herself, it was again, back to your point about the perfect mirror of like three and three. You, we saw Gamora get tossed she willingly removed her hand and jumped mm-hmm. and sacrificed herself. And so that balance was like really cool. And I, I appreciated the fact that she stayed dead and that made the sacrifice even more. Yeah, exactly. More exactly. Yeah. 
But so, also, how does Hawkeye get the stone? I mean, basically, she sacrificed herself. Yeah, I was he gonna didn't. say. So it's a kind anything. of a weird thing that he ends up with a stone, with the exception of the fact that two people showed up, one person left, you get the stone, bruh. You know, like, I That's don't it. know. I feel like Red Skull was like, all right, good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like a conscious decision. Like, he knew, kind of like when, at the end, when the, uh, the, the, the Hulk decimation and then also the Tony decimation happens, or I'll just say the snaps, because you're right, decimation's 10. The snaps <laughs> happen. They're consciously saying, I want this to happen, mm-hmm. not just... right. So I, I also, think that's how Red Skull made it count. Yeah, yeah I, I could, think the fact that Hawkeye has to live with the fact that he was not able to sacrifice himself is the sacrifice that yeah. he's making. Which yeah, that's true. Red Skull just being a whole piece, as is his t- tradition. So There's be- just so much that Hawkeye would have to do to become even remotely <laughs> No, yeah, isn't that... There's nothing he could do. There's really so nothing. before we move past these past scenes, uh, I need to go back to Rich and Charmaine because they're... The best on this time travel thing. Can y'all explain oh. to me? <laughs> My how... husband just texted me. Do I need to come in there when we were talking time travel before? <laughs> so I definitely fucked up somewhere because he could hear me. <laughs> oh, uh, but can, let's go ahead. <laughs> can someone explain to me how the Gamora memory time travel thing worked? Yeah, I was going to ask that too. She doesn't know anything because she, she's 2014 Gamora. So. Right. Oh, oh no! I'm sorry. Or do you mean Nebula? With Nebula I mean Nebula. No. My bad. Yeah, oh, the, the I, Nebula I memory that. thing. Like, me... Y'all, that's like sharing Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like you got the same password. It... Oh, the if same I'm network. Yeah. network Brandon, I can take all your information if I wanted to. Just like she can access her own network. Oh, so that was basically computer. just a tech thing. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. iCloud. Yeah. Okay. She she got she got yeah because she got iCloud hacked on herself. From their when they they separate from their essentially I'm gonna say the word wrong again timelines. They no longer have that connection. They're in the same year sharing their network just, I guess, is galactic at that point because they're across. But, I mean, it's still Nebula. So Nebula is Nebula in her her timeline. That's why she was able to uh, pull from the data. So do you like currently seeing They specifically said her consciousness and, like, her data. Like, it's – they basically – yeah, yeah, basically that's what it was. She was backed up to her iCloud. So do you like now, how the they... only reason that wouldn't have happened is if he went back for if they went back far enough in time where Thanos hadn't messed with her to that point. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you like how they use Nebula as the way for Thanos to figure things out? Yeah. Help your daddy do something. It works. She was legit my I favorite like character in this movie. Oh, really? Because yeah, because she she connected with me in a way I did not see coming, mainly because if you notice throughout the movie, she went from she got to see herself in a way that I think only uh, Hugh Jackman, when he got to go back in time and see the Wolverine, like could oh. see it because she was a sociopath that just wanted to treat her, wanted the respect of her abusive father. Mm-hmm. And now she's a grown woman that has friends. Like, look at the way she was joking with Rhodey when Ant-Man showed up. She's like, Rhodey. Like, that that clicked <laughs> in my brain when she said Rhodey instead of, like, Rhodes or something. She's like, Rhodey, there's an idiot in the landing pad. Well, they connected and, on the part that when when they got to Morag. Amputees. To being amputees, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I think they had already connected yeah. before that. But, like, when they got there, he could get to her when she grabbed the Power Stone and say, listen, we are who we are. We, we, we work with what we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just a quick really update. Uh, they're quantumly entangled. That's why Nebula and Nebula are quantumly entangled. Thank you. Hubs came through. Yeah, he sent me a text message. See? 
that's what we needed here. So yeah, here, so evidently I'm loud as fuck because he can hear me in the other room with the door closed and he's texting it's me. It's just good. Know. I'm getting excited. My seven year old's gonna be waking up like. Remember what happened when Tony was there for three weeks? She, we saw that she was. I don't want to use human because she's not Terran, but she mm-hmm. gave up the rations because yeah. she wanted him. She picked him up and correct, like basically caressed yeah. him and put him she in the understood. chair. But yeah, she and she was playing the the, the paper football. Like she smiled. Mm-hmm. Like she really could like that three weeks while it was heroin for Tony was probably the thing that most made her a member of the Avengers because she saw how fragile life was and how much she could fit without being mm-hmm. seeking anyone's approval. Like that was powerful to me. And it like she cried just like Amora cried when Thanos died. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's one more Damn. thing from these. That is true. There's one Rick, more thing from this time. You're the best of these re- recaps. I swear. I, I got three and pages of notes, man. I'm, I took I'm serious. Just saying, so, the serious. Black Panther thing ever. Every oh yeah, that was really good. Like, oh my god. Um, listen, I, I'm, listen. At some point, when we start talking about Tony, I'm gonna get into the fact that my dad is a recovering alcoholic, and he's been my platonic ideal for like recovery, and you can always get better. And I might start crying, so I'm just gonna just warn you now. Oh yeah, we're all <laughs> gonna get there with Tony. Uh, so the last thing in this in these pastimes, I think, is uh, where the hell is Loki? Loki is a problem, but. There is a way to sh- there's a there's a fun way that um to to answer it Disney which Plus has has to do <laughs> Disney Plus which has to do with the with the ancient one. Yeah. She can she can sparkly glowy catch him. They you know Cap could come back to return. Well, his thing Loki has the space zone the space stone not the oh. time stone. Yeah, but he's it doesn't not, matter to her point. Not, like, think about like this Loki created that. When, when they did that example with uh, Banner and the Ancient One where you scramble and you make your own. Like right now he's making his own multiverse because he's splintered off what should – he is what shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. If you ever saw – and this is going to be another dumb TV show. I equated it to if you ever saw Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah. oh my shit. Quantum Leap. This is basically like Loki showing – to me it's going to be a combination of that and uh, the the time cop part of Legends of Tomorrow right now where Loki is basically going to be running away from time and space itself because he's going to have the ancient one, he's going to have Tony, he's got not Tony, he's going to have Steve and he's going to have basically the universe itself trying to conspire against him to return things back to the natural way of being. Oh yeah, because Tony's re- he's replacing the space stone that they got from the shield facility, but that right. space stone is still out of time. Right. So that has right. to get replaced or that or so the time I was No gonna matter what, whenever they do finally catch up with Loki, however they do, all you need to know is that when he blips back, he's gonna blip back at the exact same moment. He and died. he won't yeah. Yeah. He's he's just gonna blip back. Okay. So that's, that's that's why he's still going you know, that's why they still have the exact Tesseract to use as the power to get them back to Asgard at the end of Avengers. Okay. Because all that still, all that still has to happen. So before we get into, actually, you know what? We'll get to the Tony stuff after this. So the next thing was the really the big battle. So they all get the stones. They're back in the Avengers facility uh, in the in New York. And um, Hulk, what do you think about? 
You think they you do you like the logic that they use that Hulk has to be the one that, that did the snap? Damn right. Yeah. Because what can kill him? I, I Everybody sure needs a redemption moment, right? So in in the case of Scarlet, she gets redeemed by sacrificing herself, as as does Iron Man. Um, for for Hulk, Hulk tells you the story. He failed twice. First as the Hulk when he couldn't defeat Thanos on um on the ship and then later as as banner you know as mm-hmm. the team not being able to fit so this is his not to mention the fact that he's filled with gamma he, this is his way to redeem the actions that didn't work out for him in the past this is how he can move on is he has to put he has to put up that sacrifice he doesn't need to die but he needs to put his body at risk but for, Kenny, we don't know that the whole can die so like you know well and there's that oh, yeah. yeah we don't yeah. know that yet um, so Hulk snaps, brings everybody back, and then immediately they get bombed and we go into the big final battle. So for Man, me, that... this was the most incredible cinematic experience I've ever had because I agree. Yep. Yeah. I read comic books every fucking day. And also, you don't even get big battles like that except in like the biggest crossover events. Like the mm-hmm. biggest crossover events is when you get a big battle like that. And they were able to do that and but it wasn't just like computer animation people fighting because you got to see people the characters were still fighting in the way that they would fight. So like Black Panther was quick and jumping and doing the, the absorption thing and hitting the ground. These so Drax like jumping on somebody's back and stabbing them. Valkyrie flying through the air on the. Um, Where did she Pegasus? get her Pegasus? The Pegasus. Where did she get her Pegasus? Yeah. That's a great. Well, that's More a great question. Did any of you notice Pegasus Howard? was helping him out with his costumes and all that? Did any of you notice Howard the Duck? Yes. What? He was Where there. Where was he? Where Howard was he? The Duck is in the final fight. No, he's oh, not. Oh, yes, yeah, he look is. It up. What? Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. I missed it. I love Howard the Duck. I missed that. We both love Howard. Oh Duck. shit. And then that would have satisfied a little bit of what I was telling you, Brandon, about how I wish that they, like, in the five years, they were just collecting powered people so that when he calls Avengers Assemble, there's just a shit ton of people. That would have been one of those little Easter eggs that I would have been super excited to see, but I missed that shit. Not yet. It's black for me. Okay. Oh, I see it. Oh, look at how the duck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, wow. I see him. Okay. That's amazing. Damn, that's so cool. I didn't even notice that. That's dope. DJ, I love how DJ brought it to my attention again. Yeah, but he was there. And so the initial thing is they all get blown up and then they're trapped. Some of them are trapped down below. And so you get basically our version of the Trinity, I guess, is Cap, um, Iron Man, and Thor mm-hmm. fighting Thanos. Uh, so I will go to Big Mike on this because he's been quiet for a little bit. Big Mike, what'd you? how did you feel about when Cap picked up Molnir? Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. This is that, that was probably my favorite movie ever in the entire MCU. Maybe even in movie history. Uh, I mean, Cap's my guy. Thor is also my guy. I've I've really been torn in who I like more. But watching both of them kick the shit out of Thanos, tag teaming it with with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker was was unbelievable to watch. That you was take the little one. Yeah, easily <laughs> yes. easily my favorite. My favorite. Listen. I don't know. Everybody's theater just gasped when that happens. Because at my I, theater, gas no, then I erupted. It, I knew it was going to come, but I, I didn't care. Ours, amazing. ours just erupted. I screamed. And listen, I am not 
a big Captain America fan. I I do like Chris Evans Captain America, but Captain America as a as a character does create problems for my mixed brown ass. But okay, when he grabbed that shit, I screamed so loud. I had no idea I wanted to or needed to see that at all. I had no idea until that very moment. I flipped out. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) By the way, okay, here's the funniest thing. How did Captain America immediately know how to do combinations with the shield and moment? You know what I'm saying? It's like he's been planning that. I I guarantee you. Brandon, (laughs) I've been waiting for this one. He, because when they all got drunk, because I was talking to my my coworker about this at lunch today. When they all got drunk in Age of Ultron at the beginning Mm -hmm. and he tried to lift it up, he was still burdened by the secrets of Bucky. Oh, when he was worthy, he got the download, and so he oh. basically got it all. Once you're worthy, you're worthy. That's, That's a great oh. point. Because that was a mirror to me of the same thing when Thor, like, for me, I didn't say anything because I loved Thor, Fat Thor, because he, from the very beginning of this movie, <laughs> Homeboy had a beer and a basket of biscuits yes. as they're talking about taking on Thanos. Like, he was already in his feelings. But when he met his mom, and he put out his hand from Mjolnir, and it came to him. He realized he was even in that. Still body, worthy. Even if I'm still, still worthy. worthy. That yeah, that, that that gave me. That is hope. good. I mean, Thor was my favorite character this whole movie. Um, just to see many sides of him, and to see that pain he really felt, and to be able. Rocket was everybody's empath. Like yes. Rocket was there for everybody's empath speech in his story i mean in his movie and rocket was also kind of a point of view character for different scenes yeah mm-hmm. which was he was great yeah it was so i have yeah. a list here of the people that were in this battle so iron man cap thor hawkeye before you do the before yeah. you do that brandon i'm so sorry i lost my mind when tony used and it happened really quick when he first got the hammer he used the combo that broke up the fight in the first avengers movie to not only hit thanos but get both of the weapons to come back to him. oh yes. yeah tony used the hammer i'm sorry steve i keep i keep yeah steve did it steve when he was like you want it you want the god of thunder he's like oh and then bang he threw the shield and then threw the hammer at it yeah 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 that was like see you know like we get those mo- i don't mean the shit on other movies but fuck it i hate fox we get those moments in the Marvel movies, but like you never got the um, fastball the fastball special for real in any of those X Men movies ever. And but they give you this in these movies. So we had Cap, we had Thor, Hawkeye, Hulk, uh, Falcon, War Machine, Scarlet Witch, Ant Man, Wasp, Spider Man, Star Lord, Nebula, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, Groot, Mantis, Doctor Strange, Wong, Black Panther, Okoye, Bucky, Valkyrie, Captain Marvel. And we had Shuri and Baku was there. Pepper Potts, Korg, uh, Korg and Meek, the sorcerers <laughs> that we saw from um, Doctor Strange, Wakanda's, just like people in the army. Howard the Duck. Um, some of the Ravengers was there. Uh, that, that we from really Guardians of the right, Galaxy. yeah, yeah. they were. They got Ravengers was there. Thanos, Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaives, Proxima Midnight, Call Obsidian, uh, the Outriders, the Shatari. So we got uh, everyone we've Aquaman. ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and Aquaman. <laughs> oh, when, when Ant-Man, like, again, Ant-Man, another character, don't really give that much a shit about. But when he punched that fucking Jotari worm flying snake that thing, whatever great. the fuck. That was awesome. Another <laughs> awesome moment. Also, he it was. he steps on Homeboy. He steps on, um... God damn it. Why can't I think of the big dude's name? Oh, from Thanos' dude? 
Call of City. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was also yeah, really cool to see the OG the OG Ant Man yeah. helmet with Hank Pym's yeah. office. Yeah, that was a nice little moment. Uh, someone, uh, PJ again. He was one of the people that came. He was like, if you had told me like eight years ago that in a couple years I would see a giant man step on a large alien space whale in a fight for the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet with Thanos, I would have checked you into an insane asylum. Uh, here's another thing about that fight. How fucking powerful is Thanos? Because he didn't have the gauntlet for most the of that. Stones, yeah. And he's fighting Steve and Thor and, and Iron Man. Captain Marvel, yeah. And, and, like, he's just beating the shit up. Like, he just keeps coming back. He, although, I think if he didn't do the suicide bomb thing, Scarlet Witch was about to kill him. Kill him. He was going. Yeah. He was going. She, he was about to die. He's genuinely scared in that moment when he when he calls to rain fire. His face looks like he looked like she was going to crucify him and impale him with his own weapon. Yes, she was going one little thing at a time with her flicks. You know, she's doing the flicks and little things were popping off of him and stretching him out at the same time. He knew he was about to get obliterated. So for the character that can say no more mutants and then there's no more mutants, uh, I'm glad that they're giving her like supreme high levels of power. In this mm-hmm. in this universe, yeah. Although I heard a lot of people complaining about like you can't have super powerful people in the MCU because of how they've written it, and I'm like, uh, they've pretty much thrown that theory out the window these last two movies. But mm-hmm. I did say talk that about the fact that Carol got CTE from the Power Stone because he, he headbutted her, and she was and she was like, no. And then he did the little uh, he did the Aria special with the Power Stone yeah. and Tiger uppercutted her into Alpha Centauri. And she was done. <laughs> she, Carol yeah. was done. Uh, and, she, and she knew it too because her eyes got real big when he popped that stone. Before he pops her, her eyes get real big. She knew she was in for it. She was like Cleveland Brown. No, 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 no. <laughs> but Carol was whipping his ass. One on, Carol was whipping him with the stones. Yeah, like she was fighting yeah, him with the stones. Which is why it was so good that it took her so long to get to the fight. Because if she was there the whole time, you wouldn't be able to understand how, you know, like, she's way too OP. Yeah, to Carol, be Carol is Daenerys' dragons. But she's all three of them in one. Like, yeah. one person. Uh, I loved that headbutt. That headbutt was amazing. Yeah, she... So, so that made me the think... the fact that she filmed that movie first. Yeah, before so Captain Marvel. They, people were complaining like, oh, she's wearing makeup in this one. Why'd you guys make her wear? The Russo was like, we told her to do whatever she thinks Carol would do. So she started out like makeup, very militant to the point where like we had mentioned earlier, she was kind of almost a jerk. But then by the time she got done, the coolest thing to me with her was by the time we got to the big battle, she had figured out the personality she wanted for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Because it's all in there when she goes to grab the gauntlet from Spider-Man. Yeah. She's like, hey, Peter Parker, I hear you have something for me. That was so yeah. like, cool to me. That just put a big-ass yeah. smile on my face. So speaking of this fight, uh, Charmaine, what would you think about the A-Force scene, all the women getting together? I mean, you know, I'm used to being the solo girl in a group of boys. Like, that's that's been my entire – that was me living with my cousins and my brother. Like, that was my whole trajectory, my friends and stuff like that. But I will not lie, seeing all those women pop up and and having Okoye not quite say Scarlet's line, but in, imply what Scarlet said in uh, Infinity War, like she's got help and that whole sisterhood thing. I'm not going to lie. It choked me up and I want that shit as a big poster on my wall. Like I want that as a panoramic because that it's was dope. awesome. I don't care. I've heard people say it's forced and all this kind of shit. And Who I'm like, you know what? 
force the shit out of it and let me yeah. see all of them because yeah. you had a Valkyrie and a Pegasus. I mean, even Mantis pulled a fight pose as right. opposed to her little creepy um, hand <laughs> things that she was doing. Like I was a hundred percent in for it, and that made me that made me feel more girl power than I kind of ever am inclined. Like we 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 just had that. for the last hour a great time travel conversation we should have had that with cable <laughs> at some point oh yeah, yeah. oh my god right. cable right. and bishop cable that deadpool and oh my god we should have like, been how, a cable deadpool movie how is the x-men animated series still my go-to like syllabus for figuring out time you know travel what i'm saying beat apocalypse because he always can't be beaten like that broke my brain when i was like 12 years old i was like they keep going back and they keep losing and then he jumps back and he can't lose like does this mean like that broke the whole Back to the Future? Because it was like no matter what they do, Apocalypse wins. He just wins sooner or later. How much what did you, you enjoy fucking Ant Man? Fucking oh, that's his go to shit. Back to the Future, yeah, that shit was so <laughs> funny. I also like that he mentioned Hot Tub Time Machine with all his like all his real life buddies are in Hot Tub Time Machine and shit. Yeah. Oh, how about the fact that Winter Soldier was the main bad guy in Hot Tub Time Machine? Oh, oh Sebastian yeah. was. Oh no, shit, he is. He's the perfect. He is. Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> that's, that's mind blowing right there. You see, America, oh. you the you know. All right, so um, I forgot oh. that was him. Look at that synchronicity. That shit's crazy. So, though. Rich, talk you, to- because it's the Russos, and that's the thing. You had people who had spent their entire lives doing like comedy, and Marvel took a risk and let them direct action. And they they can have fun with things like that. How do y'all feel about um, what, uh, the uh, the Russo cameo as the I first openly gay character in the Marvel MCU? They put Hold their on, money with their outfits. Oh, I'm sorry. So w- w- one more time, I-, I didn't hear what happened. Oh yeah, when he was in he, the the Russo cameo, he plays what is an, uh, has group. been announced as the first openly gay character in the MCU. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because he said group. yeah, that was one of the Russo brothers. Yeah, the only oh. problem that I have with it being that particular Russo is that he is also in so in uh, Winter Soldier. He yep. is the doctor. He's one of the Shield people, right? No, he's the doctor that gets killed and stuck in the in the bathtub. Oh crap! You're right. Yeah, but maybe he wasn't. So they fucked up get, with that. But maybe he wasn't playing a good uh, character. That's one of my nitpicky things. I'm I'm okay for being for a director wanting to cameo himself. Um, I prefer usually when they when they're not a big personality that you're like super familiar with. I prefer that they're just kind of in a scene somewhere or whatever. Um, but he gave himself a scene. Well, one of the Russo's <laughs> daughters was like, "I got you." One of the Russo's daughters was Hawkeye's daughter. So. That's that's a nitpicky thing, but um, but I was curious if anybody caught that as being like the first openly gay character in the well, MCU. Well, one of the Russo's daughters was Hawkeye's nope, daughter. Didn't know. Nope. Thank you. Did y'all know that? <laughs> Thank you. He's such an idiot. <laughs> I feel like nobody can y'all hear me. The sharing is caring. Damn it. Oh We're my growing. goodness, Devin. Oh uh, shit. Brenda, are you ready? Okay, I got. Hold we, on. Oh, we're not recording. No. Oh fuck. I don't know where's Brandon at. Sounds like Brandon might have left. The, no, hello, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Anybody else concerned about this? They only make one reference to the environmental impact of Thanos snap in the 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 pot of whales in the Hudson, and mm-hmm. then now you've just snapped everybody back after five years where you where they've already panned over New York and showed us hello? that they are not living life. 
what's the agriculture the like? Sound good. This happened last year, man. I'm so mad. I got an hour I got an hour and 15 minutes so whatever after that I didn't get okay oh yeah we've been talking for a good 10 minutes we though, talked so. about we're in the middle of the environmental impact but we were talking about the first openly gay character I didn't get any of that but I heard it oh, okay so let's do the with the environmental stuff I the first thing I thought about was this is like the eat like Thanos is basically the easiest allegory for like the weakest minded fascist ever. Cause you have the, the easy way out is kill everybody. Mm-hmm. What, what about you? Because, and also he's doing a very like agrarian based uh, lifestyle. Like he goes home, he becomes a farmer. Right. He's going to become a farmer living in, I'm, I'm in bed style. I'm not going to suddenly become a farmer. Right. And it looks and like so- they don't do anything to the world. It looks like they left cars where cars were like, they just, yep. they didn't, advance anyway they 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 basically it was a, a a planetary depression in which nobody seemed to have like thrived right. during that like time. captain so, america even became sam he basically became sam and the winter soldier having support groups saying like if if we don't make most of this world he should have just snapped us all which he then right. says later like i'm gonna snap you all right <laughs> And then you got so you you got basically this like non life existence afterwards, and now you re snap everybody back, and that's all the animals, that's all the people, and that's probably with less resources than at the time of the snapping, the original snapping. So Earth is fucked, and if Marvel doesn't address that in the next set of movies, we well everybody's back now. Yeah, everybody's back, but the resources aren't. Right, because, like that was oh, okay. where someone like Stark. They, they basically came back in 2023. So there's been five years of these people not existing, but the world has not advanced. They have not thrived. They have also, not increased um, production, basically. And similar to that, Peter Parker came back the same age that he was when he disappeared and all the other people grew older. And his movie trailer for the next one I guess all of his friends and every every relevant character in Spider-Man's universe also. That's exactly what. Well, there's only like. Have... But here's the thing: that's not that unrealistic because there's only like five of them, and we had and we had five like heroes. All of the garden guardians were snapped. Yeah, we had five heroes get snapped. So it's pop. I mean, it's it's not even that really ridiculous that oh his six friends got snapped too. Well, yeah, that's that's probably that probably could happen. That would make sense to me. So I heard you you guys were when I was couldn't hear me y'all were talking about one of the russos uh being the first openly gay character and i was saying like maybe in the civil war he wasn't playing a gay character so that's why they don't count that no what i'm saying is that the problem with that particular cameo is that he played the doctor in in winter soldier that was murdered and and left in the bathtub that um the german dude took the place of Mm -hmm. and i never remember any of his names um but uh so Zemo, yeah, there you go. Uh, Simo, Simo. Uh, uh, so he, the problem is that it, it's just a nitpicky thing on my part. It's that he, Russo, is that guy, and now he's this new guy in the same universe. As I the mean, first they did that with uh, uh, Digimon Hansu. Doctor Strange, I mean, Digimon Cumberbatch played Doctor Strange. Digimon Hansu was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and then he was in Captain Marvel. He's the same guy. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he yeah is. he's he is. the same guy. He's a Cree. He's the yeah. same guy in both films. Both yeah, guys. because he's originally also, a part of the 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 commando unit, and then he becomes a zealot under 
Oh, uh, okay. Ronan. Ronan. Also, yeah, he's the same dude. Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange and Dormammu. And, and yeah, but the no woman, one's looking at Dormammu. The Dormammu. woman from Iron Man, I mean, from Captain America: Civil War, is the bad guy of Luke Cage. That, uh, I mean, that don't really count. That don't count. Yeah, that yeah, don't. Yeah. See, that don't count. Also, did you know also, the other Russo's daughter is the person who is Hawkeye's daughter? In the film. Oh, I was wondering who they were because also the three kids that that take a picture with um with um Hulk look like they're all actual siblings, and I was wondering if they were one of the Russos' kids. Yeah, I don't know that, but I know. Yeah, I know the girl who was playing Hawkeye's daughter is one of their kids because a lot of people thought that was Kate Bishop, and I was like, no, that's not Kate Bishop. That's just his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so. My, this whole thing's going to be mismatched when I get done because <laughs> of my stupid recorder. But uh, so let's get to the some of these scenes. So, Rich, um, talk about the Iron Man scene at the end, him getting a gauntlet, him snapping a gauntlet, him passing away and kind of how that what that meant in the MCU and uh, what that meant to you. Well, I mean, I think for the MCU, it was a great goodbye to the connective tissue that's been Robert Downey Jr. to this whole thing. I mean, I remember when he was first cast, it was something where people were like, what is he doing as much as what are they doing? Because I was a fan of Ally McBeal, and I remember him coming out of jail and getting work release to keep acting. That's how good an actor he was. Like, the judge was like, okay, you can keep doing this thing. You got nominated for an Emmy. Just don't kill anybody and run into any more stores on Rodeo Drive. And he's like, can't guarantee it. And sure enough, like, he he does that. And then now you, you get to the end of this, 22 films in, and he not only is... He's a better Tony – Cam mentioned it. He's a better Tony Stark than Tony Stark was mm-hmm. to the point where the the little ticks, the alcoholism, and some of the things he created for himself as a character and himself as Robert Downey Jr. became the, the things they created in Marvel Comics mm-hmm. that shaped Tony to the point where, like for me, like I said, being the son of an alcoholic – Seeing the relationship between him and Carol as both alcoholics, being her sponsor and leading to the second civil war, that wouldn't have happened and been as powerful without Robert Downey Jr. So that's amazing to wow. me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and Robert and the Iron Man in the comic books now is Robert Downey Jr. Like yep. they changed I'm how he looked, him. they changed his speech pattern. Like yep. his speech pattern in the books is ex- very similar to how he speaks in the movies. Like, because he really owned that character. Um, which it's is actually good. really hard to separate because there are times when I'm talking about him as Tony where I'm thinking of him as Robert <laughs> like you know yeah. it's they seem to be in the same way that Tony can't not be Iron Man I feel like Robert Downey Jr. can't not be Tony and Iron Man and he think about how much like I, you know f- for you know I know Brandon and Devin are wrestling fans and Mike kind of tolerates us from time to time uh <laughs> The, the the funny thing for me is he did something in a time before Me Too, before anything, where he said, I'm not doing any more movies unless you pay everybody else out of this core group the same. Most people wouldn't have done that. Most people yeah. would have looked sideways. Just like when Steve Rogers, I'm sorry, same thing for me. Steve and Chris <laughs> Evans are going to be forever linked. Mm-hmm. Because when Chris Evans, I remember that featurette. That's what sold me on him more than like any of the movies. That featurette with Frank freaking Grillo starts talking about how Italians are just as oppressed and persecuted as black people. And Sebastian Stan just basically says, get the F out of here. And he looks at him and is like, are you freaking serious right now? And just browbeats that man into oblivion. <laughs> like, that's where I was like, this man get, and then when you know the stuff he does with 
Trump on Twitter to the point where Feige's like, yeah, the characters are merging. Robert Downey Jr. is the best example of that. And I really like that scene was perfect. And him ending with I am Iron Man. Oh, God. The tears. The the throat closing tears when he said I am Iron Man. And when Pepper got to look at him. And say like you, she you put can the rest brave, now. I don't. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow either. But yes, you could see why she got an Oscar when she did that. And yeah. that's like another crazy thing we can get to. There's like 20 Oscar winners in the I MCU, know. and they're all used in the perfect way. It's not like for just Except Brie like, Larson. Except for, yeah, wait, you don't. You don't like Brie Larson. Brie Larson yeah. has an Oscar. She has an Oscar, yeah. Yeah, she does have an Oscar. But what's amazing is that Marvel has made these comic book movies, these kids' mm-hmm. movies, into legit acting. Like, that's what separates Marvel from uh, the X-Men movies, the Fox, the, all that kind of stuff, is that these are legitimate, these are films. Well, here's the thing. Fox happened to be about. Fox took themselves so seriously, and they said we want to make we want to make these acting movies with these comic book characters. And what they don't realize is that Marvel did that while still making comic book movies, which right. is what they always should have been. And now, now in, here's the here's a good here's the thing that these other studios need to think. Now, A list actors want to get in all these movies. A list directors want to direct all these movies. You think Ava DuVernay would be wanting to direct a new guys movie if it wasn't for the MCU? Absolutely not. Well, she was offered Black Panther, but she stepped yeah. back because she then thinks she was prepared to be able to pull it off. And I think seeing maybe what Ryan did and being friends with Ryan and then, you know, maybe just seeing how the world has developed, she's finally ready. And seeing her that. in a wrinkle in time. I think yeah. that kind of gave her like the confidence because I love that movie both just watching it and my son enjoyed it. Like, I think that's a great example of whatever they do in phase four, five, six, whatever. Ava has a place. She can like that. If that Now, if in my perfect world, they also need to bring my girl Lexi in. Oh yeah. You know, Lexi Alexander would be great. That. But they, they don't, but you get, you're getting Will Smith and suicide squad. Like you're getting top a list actors, like saying, I want to play these characters. Like Idris Elba is going to be in the new suicide squad. And this is not Marvel. Ten years ago, like the idea that Robert Downey Jr., even at that point in his life, like Rich was saying, would take on being Iron Man, people were like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing, dog? That's not serious acting. Like, this is not serious. And now everybody wants to be in the superhero films. It's, it's serious acting because of him, though. I mean, I I have such an emotional attachment to Robert Downey Jr. Ever since I was little, when he was in, in Chaplin as a kid, that was one of my favorite movies. It's kind of hard to watch as an adult. But uh, my I fell in love with him during Weird Science. It's one of my oldest yes. movies that I ever recorded on VHS myself when I was a kid. Like, I have loved this man. I was devastated when his life went south. And I have a lot of parallel with him because I also had – alcoholic and drug deal uh, uh well my dad was a drug dealer for earlier part of my life and my dad used to make me smoke weed when i was three and and around that age in front of his friends because they thought it was funny and they had me call it uh uh wacky weed and and they would make me puff and pass it around and stuff like that so i i had to work 
to make sure I didn't go down the path of my parents. And you see Robert is like the flip side of me in which he had a very similar early childhood. And in his case, it went down the path of drugs and alcohol. In my case, I, I fought to make sure that it didn't. And now, I, now it's not a struggle really to, to be that way now. Um, but, you know, I could have, I could have been a teen mom, I could have been a, a drug, you know, drug addict and stuff like that. And so to see Robert claw himself out of just the desperation of his life, and then to turn into the biggest hit, like, and not only that, he took on the mantle of a character that I loved already, you know, and now I can't separate the two of them. So like, for me, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that it was Robert. I'm so excited that because of his acting level, that made every subsequent movie that followed it, even the trasher films of the MCU, are way better than a lot of other things that we get because of that caliber that he set that, that, um, that level that he set in his first movie. And then also as like a mixed Japanese for him to die the way he did. I don't even mourn it because it was so good. It was so appropriate. It was a full circle thing. And while I was sad and am sad that, you know, that means that that's potentially the end of, of his, uh, time in the MCU, unless he goes um, AI on it, uh, I ju- it's just so perfect. Like it was, it was, it's just so worthy of both Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I couldn't say it better. So then you get the funeral scene, which you get that really emotional scene with Happy and the daughter, uh, with his daughter Morgan on the porch. And so then we kind of get into some of the tie-ups at the end of the film. And so first we get, um, well, we get um, the Guardians, uh, Thor. We get Thor going back to New Asgard and telling Valkyrie that she's going to be the queen of Asgard going forward. Uh, So do you guys think that we're going to get a film with Valkyrie? Or do you think, how do you think they're going to play that in the MCU, showing that in the MCU or in the next Thor film? Like, What do you think that's going to happen with that? Would she not get the powers of Thor, or at least would she not get godlike powers now that she is the queen of Asgard? Is that not the possible path for them? Is that they make her Lady Thor now? No, I think... No, she'd have the powers of... Uh, as a Valkyrie, she still has godlike powers. Yes, yeah, she's okay. still really powerful. She does. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't 100% sure on her. Okay. I would love to see a, a Valkyrie uh, set of movies. I mean, one, because it's Tessa, but two, because I think Valkyrie could be potentially a really interesting uh, character. Um... I'd like it. Okay, cool. So I want to see. I want to see Jane Foster's Thor, but Homegirl uh, yeah, thinks she's Natalie too Portman. good for it. Yeah, no, no. no I, but she looks. Natalie Portman looks yes. like Jane Foster yes. in the series. Like it drives me nuts. It is like, she, can you can you just like can you? I thought she you, didn't do it because she was pregnant at the time, and that's why no, she, didn't she continue wants no on. parts. No. She's she's in that uh, uh, Nick. Uh, what's his the original? Uh, not the original. Second. Uh, the second Hulk. He's in. The, she's in that. Oh I'm too yeah, good. Edward Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah, Norton. Yeah, she's in that. I'm too good for this. She might not be saying I that have... in a couple weeks. I mean, they put her in, and they made it. They they linked her so seamlessly that you think she was that they shot that scene with her. If you don't remember that, that's a cutout from Dark World. Oh. Like she she might come around. <laughs> I hope because again, another Oscar winner, another some person that could be just so good especially with the cancer treatments and having to deal mm-hmm. with the every time you turn you get sicker 
And that would be something that would be very powerful. But again, and she already shaved her head for, um, what was that? V for uh, Vendetta. Thank you very much. Like th- that, that also, I watched that over the uh, winter and I was like, oh, she's, she is freaking she's good. She's so fucking oh, good in that so movie. Yeah. I so, mean, honestly, my biggest go- dream, though, for Natalie Portman, the actress, is that mm-hmm. she makes a Matilda movie as a grown-ass woman, but I don't think they'll ever do that. Matilda, her character from um, Leon, oh, yeah. the professional. Oh, I love yeah. Grown Matilda, not Matilda, the magical girl that could... Right, right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about... Now, also a great movie, also a great movie. Yes. Now, <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts real quick, given her? Because uh, one of the things that came out in the press junket is that uh, Miss Gillian wants to wants to direct an MCU movie. Has Nebula she wants to direct anything before. I'd she's rather test her out on like one BBC. of the. She's done BBC. She does thing like that, but she's like, I want to direct. Yeah, but they give people chances all the time. Like James Gunn before Guardians of the Galaxy true. didn't really do anything big. Slither. Uh, Slither. He did yeah. Live Slither. He did the live action. Slither is amazingly bad in such a good way. Uh, The dude who did Spider Man Homecoming. The Russos only did. um, Yeah, the Russos only did Community. They didn't do Arrested Development. Oh, and you're right. right. Oh no, yeah, that's gold. So yeah, but that's not a movie. It's different. But the I mean, it's pretty much a movie. The Spider Man Comedy too. It's a different total. It's a totally different ball game than coming through on Winter Soldier. Did they come through on Winter Soldier first or Civil War first? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Like that's a pretty different ball game. It's actually yeah. an amazing crossover on the, on their part to be able to pull off both of those things. The dude who did Spider Man Homecoming literally did Tom. nothing. Oh, uh, like where's his name? Um, John Wait, Watts, right? Uh, no. Tom Wait. Somebody's, John Watts. Somebody's. This is yeah. what John Watts did before Spider Man Homecoming. The Onion Network, like the <laughs> Onion, like the Onion. Yeah, the Onion. The Onion. Yes. He did shows for the Onion. A TV wow. movie called Eugene, a TV series called The Fuzz, some more stuff for The Onion, and a bunch of shorts. He did nothing, and they gave him Spider-Man Homecoming. So, yeah, absolutely they could give him that. Yeah, they give her as that. well. Absolutely. Um, so then you get what Thor. What are your thoughts on Ant-Man, guys? What, what, I'm, this is the first time I cared. Um, I enjoy – I mean, I enjoy Paul Rudd, so – He's so like fucking funny to me. <laughs> so, I like Paul Rudd. I just didn't. I just didn't understand why why Ant Man needed two movies. They could have done that. Should not like the pigeon thing. That was such a cop out. What pigeon? What? Thing? What pigeon? How he got out of the quantum. Room. Oh, oh no! It was a rat. Yeah, My it bad. Was a rat. rat. Still a cop out. It was, but you know, whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, also, oh, see, I didn't even take that as a. I didn't even take that as the rat doing it. I took it as it just happened because, like Tony said, it was a billion to one, like that you returned. It wasn't that the buttons the rat, got pushed. The rat stepped on the buttons, yeah. But also, the do you, I guess you just considered a cameo of um, Doctor Ken popping up and with a mustache and yeah. not being utilized at all for either comedy or anything. He didn't even, I was waiting for him to say something, but he didn't say anything. I was like, damn, he didn't say anything. That beard, I mean, that mustache is hilarious, though. So then we get Thor, Jordan, the Guardians, and him and Star. Listen, if he's in the next Guardians movie, it's like a co star, I don't think there's any funnier pairing in the MCU than Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. You think he'll be fat? No. Back in shape, I, I don't know. I think he will be. I think he will be, and he'll be working out like over the course of the movie. To the it'll be part of, of their like, competition. 
yeah. That would be good. Can yeah. you imagine how funny that movie is with Drax, Thor, and Star Lord? But they did kind of get rid of their. They got rid of their only brown person. So. Oh I mean, well, Gamora's still gonna be in the movie. Yeah, it's gonna be searching. Well, that that movie's gonna have a lot going on because there's Adam Warlock. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Nova. And now maybe Gamora. Well, I think Nova's getting his Although, own movie. I, I have a prediction. Nova's getting his own movie, though. I have a prediction, though. Uh, Adam, part of Adam Warlock's story is that he was partnered up with uh, Pip the Troll and Gamora. And then Thanos, I mean, it was not here anymore, ended up killing Gamora. And then he that's what drove Adam Warlock to the Avengers. But I'm willing to bet that Warlock and Gamora are teaming up right now. Maybe by the time Guardians We don't even through. know if Warlock is hatched yet. Yeah, as far as we know, he's still in the cocoon. He's still in the cocoon. I think it would make sense now. But we'll yeah, see. That movie's not been... coming out for a while. Cause Seven years? I think he's doing su- he's doing Suicide Squad before then. At least on the schedule, yeah. he is. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, doing he's Suicide Squad, squad, squad first. coming out for a while either. But, but they did say that no, he they're was starting to sui- film it in um, August. Yeah, they're they supposed to the start. Photography starts in August. Yeah, they're supposed to start really soon. And when they made the announcement that he was coming back to Marvel, what they said was, but they were they were pacing it along his current schedule for Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's like 2022 or 2023. So it'll literally be the time of the the snapping mm-hmm. when we get like Guardians. And if you oh, notice, the movies that are rumored to be announced could all take place in the past, like the next yeah. upcoming those, movies. Besides Spider Man: Far From Home. Eternals could absolutely be in the past. Black Widow's oh, going to be that, in the past. What'd they say, said Rich? that the uh, Far From Home is actually happening within the snapping in timeline. Oh, it is? Yeah, because remember, he got dusted. See, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I said, yeah, besides than... that one. That one takes place right yeah, after they said the snap. It's like, yeah, they said it's like 15 minutes after it happens. That's when they go to the... After that's when that movie starts. Yeah. yeah. But then... But how does that work if he was in New York fat fighting alongside Tony? No, no, no. After Endgame. It takes place after Endgame. No, yes. It, that's what I thought it was going to be, but I have a problem with how quick the world has adjusted itself. If no, that's... they showed him going back to school at the end of Endgame. He shook hands with Ned and they were like crying together. Yeah, I know, but still, also, the world is fucked. It's not in a good place at the time. But it's that... New York. They got money, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he and that might be York. one of the things like we're gonna do a semester abroad in the summer to kind of like have everyone kind of chill and you know smart science kids. You guys can figure it out. And... <laughs> <laughs> so then, then we get the scene with uh, Cap saying he's going back to put all the stones back in place, and then they try to pull him back out and he's not back out. And then you see him over there sitting there, and it's this old man and. Sam goes over there and he starts talking to him about how he went and lived life, which ties up so much stuff throughout the MCU movies. And then Sam says, you know, it's going to be weird, you know, not having a Captain America running around. And, and, Cap, and then Steve goes, why Why does it not need to be a Captain America? And he handed, hands Sam the shield. And uh, that moment got me too. because I mean, Brandon, me and Brandon Berthold, I know... Uh, on different coasts, we both had a smile, a smile on our face when we saw. Here's that the funny thing, though. I don't like Anthony Mackie. I know. And I don't so- like Anthony Mackie too. <laughs> like MCU Falcon, I could give a fuck about. He's just a dude with a winged backpack and no armor and two SMGs. <laughs> yeah. 
MCU MCU Falcon is not worthy. He's also the only person who's never gotten a comic accurate costume. Well, yeah, that's true. They, they I, I think changed he, it for the the cartoon. They, they I bothered think, it. I think he'll if he if they go with him being Captain America, Sam Wilson, they got to give him that costume because that costume's dope. Yeah, dope. Yeah. And he's they got to show him like trying to learn how to throw the shield because that was a big part of the comic book series is that he could yeah. he couldn't throw the shield like Steve, and so he would always fuck up with the shield when he was trying to fight because he didn't have a lot of practice with it. Um, so, um, Rich, what'd you think about that? I loved it. And I loved it because back to what we were saying with the time travel stuff, it fits. And then also you, it was clear to me that Bucky was in on it as far as like, Oh, he, he knew. was already in. Yo, Bucky, Bucky knew. Bucky, Bucky knew. Two seconds. Bucky yeah. definitely knew. He like knew right he before Steve back. even left, he was already crying. Mm. And they were then saying he's like, goodbye. Yeah, and then he was like, and then he did the thing like most parents would do, like, like if you know, like we go to Disney, it's like I, I'll bump trays, like, oh hey, who's that over there? Is that Mickey? Why don't you go knock on his back and see what's going on? <laughs> and like, like they that like they finally got that moment. And then for me, I I I had a buddy of mine text me because I was like, the, my favorite part of it was he, going back to that whole idea of the physics of time travel. He did what he was finally meant to do, like Tony. He get to he gets to rest. But that rest occurred while we thought, and this is dark, when Peggy was talking about her husband, we never saw the picture, never saw right. anything. She had Alzheimer's. So, or it, oh, shit. S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who kept secrets no matter what. So she even right. knew that he, she kept it a secret from him. She could have also not had dementia. That, <laughs> so that, she knew. Okay, I didn't go that deep. That is brilliant. And I am with it. Wow. So she, yes. Wow. I'm with it. I'm with I didn't even that. think about that's that. Mind yeah, yeah, that's my Wow. <laughs> okay. That's, see, now, that's actually pretty interesting. We it's can't all keep the same thing. Back in. Everything <laughs> that you've seen, it happens. Yeah. Nothing, right. nothing got thrown out of whack with the time. This is all what happened. Wow. So, wow. And so for, the, for me, I love it because my one buddy was, was always the contrary. He's like, oh, so, so Steve really had to sit through all this evil stuff going on. And like in 2012, there was three Steve Rogers. I'm like, yep, there were three Steve Rogers in 2012. There was the Steve Rogers hanging out with his wife because he earned it. There was the Steve Rogers in 2012 trying to save the world. And there was the Steve Rogers from 2023 trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the problem. So do you think Steve was being a normal person his whole life? Or do you think he was Captain American yes. in the 50s and 60s and 70s? No. No, he lit. You can't have it because if you can't happens, have it because the world doesn't yeah. know. But what I hope is that he was maybe like incognito shield agent doing work. You know, maybe he was in an administrative position. Like I hope he was still doing because if you if he goes back in time, and even though this was my theory, you know, Brandon and I we talked about that, um, and Mike, uh, even though this was my theory, after seeing it. He going back in time to choose to live like that actually kind of makes him unworthy of Molnir to me. Um, so I hope <laughs> I, to make that correction, he has to do something for the good of humanity, but he has to understand he's got to be secret because as far as everybody know, Steve Rogers went into the ice in 45. And so he can only do things for the good of humanity if he's doing them in secret. Through See, I would disagree. I would say he has to do nothing because if he doesn't do if he does do anything, he doesn't know. Right. right. Because if you think about it, he by him not doing it, 
all of those events go into motion to leading to the very just like with Doctor Strange, just like with the Ancient, just mm-hmm. like with uh, Frigga. They all kept saying what has to be is meant to be. To be so yeah. he can't say because because to me the first thing you know everyone always wants to be the idiot is like oh well, why didn't you save him okay it's like no no, no don't he can't do don't. any of that stuff right and like and- he can't even stop he can't even do the Uncle Ben like. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, let's say he tries to do a little thing and he winds up saving Uncle Ben. Right. He's got to be real careful. And so that basically makes Peggy even more of a fucking badass because she would know she would be if he's not doing anything, if he's not secretly saving the world, then she has all the information. And she that's why I loved Agent Carter. And I wish it kept going. That show. was. I wish it kept going, too. So good. But um, blame Perlmutter. Like, that's the thing about this, like all of this and like the Disney Plus and all of the wonderful things that are happening now with Feige, like having his own Infinity Gauntlet for television and and entertainment. (laughs) Like it's because now everything fits. You don't have like I'm looking forward to seeing how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. deal with the snap because they said they're going to deal with a little bit. And there's only so much they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm curious about coming back with Agents of Shield is because they do reference they do reference something happening on Earth that's significant with the Avengers, but they don't say what it is. I hope when they come back, I don't know what time if are they coming back five years into the future? Are they coming back immediately after that? You know, there's a lot of things that they got to wrap up. I think they up. say Agents of Shield picks up after Endgame. I think that I would be reading way that. better for me. That would make me feel way better because oh, if they have to, tr- if they have to deal it. with the snap and then like be agents of Shield and then all of us, but and then that way it gives you time for. I'm assuming it's a Cree version of uh, Coulson or something or like a whatever they end up doing with him, clone Coulson. Uh, it would give you time for that to happen what? and for him to be whatever he seems to be being so so that's a perfect conversation for our second part of the end game review is going to be where does the mcu go from here so that'll be another episode but before we get out of here because we've been here a long time uh I'll let everybody give their final thoughts or anything that we didn't talk about you can bring up so i'll we'll start with big mike what are your final thoughts about end game or anything you wanted to say that we didn't get to yeah, you guys are gonna have to let me go off a little bit right now. Uh, Please go. do. <laughs> my 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 biggest problem, which I've kind of just kind of learned to accept, was the time travel thing. And I, I meant to bring it up earlier, but we we kind of got sidetracked a little bit. Uh, I, I personally, I really liked Ant Man and the Wasp. I, I watched it. I think the morning of Endgame, so it was very fresh in my mind. Um, oh, I know where so you're going with this. I, I just feel like they really glossed over it was kind of a cop-out thing that the whole time travel thing like in that man and the wasp the quantum realm all that time travel like time and space work differently in the quantum realm seemed like they kind of threw all of that out the window when it came to endgame and that man and the wasp like in order to find hope's mom and and go through the quantum realm um everything had to be very very specifically done like you only have this 15-minute window to find me or else you have to wait another 100 years and then it'll be impossible or, or all that kind of stuff. Um, also, in even just in that movie itself, the fact that Hope's mom aged at the same rate as everyone else in the real world, um, but in Endgame, when um, Lang was in the quantum realm, he aged five hours and everyone else aged five years. I, I have someone really told me someone explained that one to me because I well, had that problem too. 
yeah, that it just didn't it make sense to me. So any any insight would be would be great because I that kind of just stuck out and bothered me a little bit. Um, but mostly just the fact that it it just seems so ridiculously easy to travel to the exact location, the exact time that they wanted to, at the at any any moment that they wanted. And I, I just find well, it a yeah, little the part too with, far. With, the part with hope I mean with Janet Van Dyne, I don't understand that either. I need somebody to explain that to me. Um, but the part with them figuring it out to me that was just Tony Stark is Tony Stark is smarter than Hank Pym. I thought I just thought that's yeah, what that and, was. Yeah, and and don't yeah. forget to add in the fact that again a very small line, but it's also something I think about with most science fiction. Uh, two well, two very small lines when Star Lord in uh, Infinity War says, "If I'm half Terran, that means you're a hundred percent idiot." Yeah, and when you think of the the disdain on Rocket's face as he's building the time machine oh, yeah, that's and true. saying you think you're the smartest person, you're just the smartest person on Earth. Yeah, yeah. But because yeah, so they were me, working like, with if you Rocket, don't wanna, if you want to disagree with like time travel and the stuff with the theories, then we got to throw out the fact that the space raccoon just built the time machine. Yeah, yes. and I think yeah. my my biggest problem is more of just a me thing. I do kind of I find it very difficult to just accept these like. Out, like these very fantastic kind of elements in these movies. Um, I'm, I'm a very logical person, so it, it's really difficult for me to just kind of accept these. Like Tony Stark is the smartest man in the in the in the world, so he can just figure this shit out. Like it's it's very. I would like a little bit more explanation. Oh, I can't wait that. till you watch them actually do Reed Richards. That'll be great. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, that that stuff has always kind of bothered me, but I I, I guess for this for the sake of this movie and and really enjoying this to its its full extent, I really just need to kind of throw out that logical side in an in, in illogical world for the most part. It is a we a also don't world. know how long it took him because they kind of didn't give us any times timestamps. Yeah, it seemed like he just did it in like yeah, and it, in the night. movie it makes it seem like he figured it out overnight, but I feel like it was probably at least some months. It, it was probably a decent amount of time, I'm sure. But, I mean, even just the fact that he was like, oh, I completely solved time travel. I can go anywhere at any time in any location that I want just by doing this one thing. So that that was my But he also problem. had his artificial intelligence do it. Because that was yeah. the other thing. Like, it wasn't like him in a lab. He created an artificial intelligence that ran the same permutations that led to them creating Ultron and Vision. Yeah, because Mike can God, explain this. What... The thing with the AIs is they don't go to sleep. So they can just be running <laughs> infinite I'm also amounts. I'm just gonna of... assume that Tony Stark has a quantum computer, and he can just—if he did, he probably could do it overnight. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, if, if five years from now, quantum computing is supposed to be real anyway. So if if quantum computing does become real, there are like a bunch of math problems that humans could never solve in their lifetime, but a quantum computer could. In like a couple hours. And now to just quote Amanda and the Wasp, do you just throw quantum in front of every word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big might come through. Just throw that was good. In front of everything and make it sound smart. Uh, but yeah, that was that was really my biggest personal problem, just because I, I do find it difficult to just accept those things pretty blindly. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a fantastic movie. That that ending forty minute fight scene or whatever, how long it was. Um, was just pure, pure cinematic genius. I mean, every shot, every little plot twist, every little throwback was was unbelievable. And it was it it really was the perfect way to end 
such a historic historic franchise. And I mean, gotta gotta shout out Stan Lee. Gotta shout out Robert Downey Jr. for yeah, this for was making Stan Lee's last uh, cameo. cameo. Last yeah. cameo. Yeah. yeah, I wanted uh, Stan Lee to be old man Cap. That would have been cool. Or oh, at that would have been cool. He should have oh, been I, at the I bet you they would have. Oh no, he he was alive when they shot it. He yeah. should have been at the funeral. But but shout out to them for for making nerd culture cool. I mean, at this point in in 2019, if you're not down with nerd culture and comic book movies and and anything like that, you, you suck. are very much the outlier. You know what would like, have been cool if he was at the funeral as the watcher because the watcher only shows up at like big cosmic events. And so if the Watcher would have showed up and been like, Tony Stark dying is like this big cosmic event, that would have been really cool. Oh, um, that would have been nice. Devin, uh, what about you? What were your overall thoughts? I have Anything? nothing to say other than I lost it when uh, Happy told um, his daughter, you can have all the cheeseburgers you want. And I, just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready. I, I, I weak then. I was definitely ugly cried in the theater. So... Um, when did everybody else like have their moment when they lost it like they couldn't keep it together anymore I mean literally almost the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) mine was Avengers the whole them coming out and coming back like when Falcon's like hey Cap do you read me I was like oh Oh. and then the first people you get to see is T'Challa and Okoye and Shuri and oh and didn't I describe like something like that, like when we were talking before, Brandon? Yeah. And I was just like, "This is my fantasy, and I know I'll never see it." And it. even though it's not quite exactly how I was picturing it, it was fucking beautiful. It was so amazing. Mike, what are your final thoughts? I agree with everyone so far. I would like to point out that the last time we talked about Endgame, I proposed a concept that was uh, laughed out, and I like, you know, I, I was right. Everyone, when they were were brought back, I'm pretty sure they were brought back to the exact place that they disappeared. So now there's a bunch of people who are flying on an airplane and riding on boats that are definitely just going to die now. <laughs> all disregarded me. They're going to, a bunch of people who were wiped from existence get to return, all happy that they're no longer wiped from existence. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm 30,000 feet in the air. Oh, now I've come oh back just God. to fall to my death. And no, no, Michael. Jesus. Everybody else came Way back. to be Michael Captain said. Negative. Right? <laughs> I, I will say, of all of Mike's theories that did not happen, um, the one that I actually wished happened is that that um, the one where you see Nick Fury start to say mother, and then he's... Oh, he's, that was Big Mike's. Back. Oh, is that Big Mike's theory? Yeah. You know he did oh. it. You know he finished. And, and then he comes it. back. He comes back and says, "Fuck yeah!" If um that, if they would have just given us one fuck in uh, in the Marvel MCU that or in the MCU, dude, they that had Cap cussing all throughout the movie. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> called him out on his language. Oh my god, I was like, oh, he is angry. Yeah, Cap was angry. Maybe um, that's what made him worthy because cussing actually is good for your brain. It is. You read that book? No, I just know it because I'm smart and I cuss like a motherfucker. <laughs> Charmaine, what are your final thoughts? I mean, I think I've, I think I've said a lot of the things that I feel. Um, it's just like it was just a mo- emotional experience. It was a comic book geeks, you know, 
fantasy come to life, I think. Like, there, there's so many aspects of this movie that was something I wanted to see. It had me behaving in a way in a theater that I don't typically behave, screaming and acting the fool. I mean, it's not that I haven't shouted out or anything like that before, but I literally just screamed bloody murder when uh, he, when Cap had Molnir, when he said Avengers Assemble. Just, I don't know. There's so many things. There's just so many things about this movie that was exactly, like, I didn't even know that this was how I wanted it, and then I got it this way, and that's exactly how I wanted it. Perfect. And yeah. okay. Iron Man got the proper uh, warrior's death. I know you were happy about that. Um, Rich, anything, your final thoughts, anything you uh, we didn't get to that you want to bring up? Oh, see, I nerded it out, so I thank y'all for your patience with that. Um, I will say, and I didn't want to do it over the weekend because I didn't want to be spoiler, so I tried to be as ignorant as possible on my timeline. <laughs> like, good ignorant, not like being a fool ignorant. We got to put some respect on Wong's name because oh, yes. it's, yes. it's like, like all the jokes where he was eating a sandwich, he was just chilling, having a tuna melt, and waiting for things to end. He came through, he's like, and, and the fact that Stephen Strange looked at me, he's like, is this it? He's like, I, I got like, you on wanted. a whim more <laughs> like i just pulled the entire universe together I with like seven people <laughs> right and uh I, I i love this movie i thought um the stuff that branches out and things that can happen in the future just my brain went to like little things like Young a trip Avengers. to wakanda can fix vision a trip to wakanda can fix sam i'm, yeah. I'm not sam i'm sorry yeah. uh Rody. uh roadie what is yeah yeah a, a trip to Wakanda could probably get some things done for uh, Nebula before they peace out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. I, or even she could teach them some stuff. Yeah, because she does down. have alien let tech. Me, yeah, let me protect my network a little bit better. I don't need nobody stealing <laughs> my Wi-Fi. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think Cassie aging up means we're definitely getting Young Avengers at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes, my one wish is I want Wonder Man. That is the one oh, Avenger I think yes. is the perfect human. Oh, being. maybe they do Wonder Man to bring Vision back and actually do it like they did in the books. I would love for Wonder Man to be Dwayne Johnson, but I'm a greedy man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you a imagine? That's a movie star. That's also a superhero. I now have to. Look can you Wonder imagine Man Wonder Man? Oh my Wonder God, Man that would be so interesting. Also, we never we don't know if Black Adam's actually going to happen, so yeah. he may be open to joining the MCU. Although they kind of let people do both now, apparently. So it looks like they are. I don't think that won't be that big of an issue. All right, cool. So thank you everyone for joining, uh, coming on the show and do this. Um, Charmaine, what do you got coming up this week on Militantly Mix and Blur Comics? Uh, militantly mixed. I fucked up and my file got fully corrupted and I was still like, I was in full Avengers mode. So I basically just recorded me saying I fucked up. There's no file this week. Um, <laughs> uh, on, um, blurred comics, we're going to fit, we're going to do our review of Avengers end game. We're going to get back with Q and try to understand why he hates this movie so this. hard. Um, and then, uh, like I said, my hub is going to come on and explain time travel to the world. Uh, that's what we're doing for that. Um, let's see. Black Radical Queer has a fan whose life was changed by finding Black Radical Queer come on the show and talk on that one. So that's going to be good, too. And, yep, that's what we got for this week. Cool. Um, I'm going to be on the deep dive with Rich this weekend. 
uh, talking about uh, wrestling fans and a bunch of different stuff in regards to that. Uh, Rich, anything else you got going on in the PW Torch this week? Uh, yeah, before this, I recorded for about two and a half hours with Bruce Mitchell uh, talking about some stuff that went down as far as the Crockett Cup. And we also compared WWE to uh, Marvel in terms of providing entertainment or not providing it. And uh, I then posited that Fox was really the best example. And we kind of went from there. So definitely subscribe to the PW Torch if you're interested in wrestling at any levels. It's very good. Also, Rich does the after show of the East Coast cast uh with travis and last week like the last two weeks their game of thrones recap has been so hilarious because travis is so animated that is so funny listening to him discuss things and then he gets like into this real mode uh so i i'm interested to see how yeah i want to throw a brick at him sometimes <laughs> so this is this this wednesday night it's going to be us yelling at each other about avengers <laughs> endgame and the longest night so to help y'all understand uh the Travis is the type of dude, like when we were talking about uh, Endgame, not even Endgame, I'll talk about Game of Thrones. We were talking about Game of Thrones and something happened, and he'll be like, you know what? I really don't see it. Like, you're just projecting. I mentioned, like, uh, Missande, not Missande. Uh, I mentioned, like, Grey Worm. Yeah, Grey Worm and Missande, like, when they were in the North, they were catching a lot of that uh, economic anxiety. He's <laughs> like, you're just projecting that. And then the very next week, he's like, y'all, you see these looks these kids are giving me? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, I didn't say that last week. I was like, mother... <laughs> so yeah that's that's our relationship it's been four and a half years and i should have i should be used to, i'm like nebula i just take the abuse and i hope one day that it'll make me better it's, yeah, it's so good so yeah and they talk about on the after show they talk about wrestling they talk about comic books um they keep talking about the orville which makes me think i should actually watch it but it's good brandon it's good so it's Seth mcfarland man and he gets to play with star Trekky themes so it's good Maybe I will actually watch the Orville. So definitely uh, check out the PW Torch and all their content. It's really, uh, really good. I'm gonna we're doing our Game of Thrones recap on Wednesday. Uh, so Charmaine will be back from that. Devin will be back for that. Mike doesn't watch Game of Thrones because he's a loser. Um, you don't? I know. I'm, I know. Me and Big Mike were just talking about actually starting it, but by the time we finish, you're gonna be well finished. So yeah. So that'll be. I can't wait to talk about. Aria coming through in the clutch. Air Aria. Air Aria. Air Aria. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Like I said, we're going to have a part two Avengers Endgame recap sometime this week or early next week uh, discussing the future of the MCU. But until then, uh, just go to subscribe to all the shows on Main Hustle Media. Uh, sign up for the PW Torch. Subscribe to our show, the Watch Series Podcast. And thank you guys for listening. And talk to you later.